leftovers, or the DMV, or house cleaning, or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Welcome to Duncan Dynasty. I am your host, Garrett Bouguet. In just a few moments, uh, the Game 5 between the Philadelphia 76ers and the Boston Celtics will start. I will be delivering all of the play-by-play of that matchup for you, as, uh, and I will also be talking about uh, the Western Conference Finals as well and some of my predictions and thoughts on that series as the night goes along. Uh, if you can bear with me for just a few moments, I uh, need to... Uh, copy and paste this uh, this link to my social media accounts momentarily, so uh, I will be back with you in just a moment. Okay, so we are all set and ready to go here. Thank you for your patience. And uh, again, this is Duncan Dynasty. I am Garrett Bouguet. Again, no Anthony Brown this week. Uh, if this is the first time you're listening to uh, to the show, uh, generally this is a, a show uh, that Anthony Brown and myself, Garrett Bouguet, do uh, just about every Wednesday night. Uh, we talk about uh, pretty much all things NBA and, uh, um, you know, a big part of the reason we uh, we started the podcast one was that uh, you know Anthony uh, was originally moved uh, living in Texas, but he moved back to Ohio. We were we were roommates in college at Ohio Northern University, which is how we met and uh, and uh, became friends and learned that we both uh, had a passion for uh, the sport of basketball. We both played it in high school and uh, a little in college as well, uh, at least for him. And uh, you know he uh, he is a connoisseur of the game in terms of he likes the the 80s and 90s uh he studied michael jordan a lot uh, uh in college and watched a lot of his games uh, of course i have watched a lot of the 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 past games in the history of the nba some of those classic encounters between magic and bird uh and uh you know even into the 70s with the matchups with the blazers and the sixers uh but this, uh, you know, I'm, I'm also very much interested in the current game, and given that this is the playoffs, I figured it'd be a good opportunity to do some live episodes. A lot of our episodes on Wednesdays are pre-recorded, and we talk about various subjects, but uh, the past couple of weeks and uh, looking into the future here, we're planning on doing all live episodes where uh, I give you a little bit of a play-by-play of the action and also give you my thoughts 
uh, on uh, all of the playoff action uh, throughout the evening. And uh, so without further ado, I'll start uh, getting into my thoughts on this upcoming game. Of course, it's uh, it's the only game of the night. Uh, it's the Philadelphia 76ers uh, at the Boston Celtics. The Celtics lead the series three games to one. And, uh, you know, games two and three were extremely close, but Boston was able to pull out both of those tight contests and game three, including in overtime, uh, to take a commanding 3-0 series lead. Philadelphia able to save their season at least for a couple of nights with a game four win. Uh, did a couple of uh, made a couple of adjustments. Uh, of course, uh, Coach Brett Brown for the Sixers. He added T.J. McConnell to the starting lineup, taking out Robert Covington, who has really struggled on both ends of the floor in the series thus far. And uh, McConnell showed up and played really well. Had 19 points in that Game Four win. And I think another reason why not only playing McConnell over Covington was a good move. Uh, just, again, because Covington has been struggling. But also, you know, the the Celtics have done such a great job defending Ben Simmons, preventing easy transition buckets, laying off him, and making it difficult for him to score on the offensive end. So Philly, you know, was was almost relying a little bit too much on the likes of J.J. Redick as a ball handler. And as good as Redick has been, that's a little bit out of his comfort zone, uh, you know, being kind of the primary source of the offense. So having T.J. McConnell in there gives them a secondary creator uh, and a guy that uh, you can allow Ben Simmons now to play a little bit more off the ball in the dunkers role and let uh, the likes of McConnell uh, bring the ball up the floor. So that was a good move. Uh, I think uh, you know Philadelphia has still struggled to to find ways to really unlock Simmons's uh, you know passing and. Uh, his ability to score around the basket. That'll be interesting to see if they've made any adjustments as far as that's concerned. Uh, but, you know, going into this series, I predicted Philadelphia to win in four, which, you know, looking back looks really stupid now, and I'm fully accepting of that. Uh, you know, the the Sixers appeared uh, through the first round to be the better team. Of course, they went through the Miami Heat in five games pretty easily, while the Boston Celtics really struggled in a battle with the Milwaukee Bucks, and were just barely able to get out of that series. So I thought the edge was in Philly's favor. Uh, they uh, they seem to have the more more of the talent, but uh, that hasn't shown in this series. I mean, the likes of Al Horford, he has outplayed Joel Embiid. I would have never expected that. And you look at a Jason Tatum, he has clearly outplayed the likes of Ben Simmons. Uh, and you know the Celtics are getting excellent production from Terry Rozier. He's continued to be excellent throughout the series. Uh, So, you know, the the Celtics have been the better team thus far. But of course, this is a pretty big game. You know, the Celtics undefeated at home so far in the postseason at 6-0. But if Philadelphia can steal this one on the road, all of a sudden it's a 3-2 series. They're heading back to Philly for game six, and you never know what could happen. So really looking forward to this one. It should be very exciting as uh, we're just uh, moments away from the opening tip as uh, I am going to uh, to pause uh, my feed just temporarily, uh, the, uh, the TV feed. Of course, this game is uh, being broadcast on TNT, uh, just in case I am ahead of anybody. That way, uh, I'll pause it just temporarily and make sure people... Uh, can uh, can catch up with me and synchronize their uh, their broadcast on their television set or wherever you're watching it, be it a computer or a tablet or or a television. 
Uh, right now, I've got it paused on Brad Stevens looking over his team, looking at his team, and giving some last-second uh, comments. And I will uh, I will let you know as soon as the the tip is off, so that you can try and set yours up. And I believe you can you can pause my broadcast as well and start it to try and uh, synchronize. Another key I thought for Philadelphia in that Game 4 win was Dario Saric. He's another guy that, along with Covington, had really struggled in the first three games of the series. But fortunately for Philadelphia, uh, Saric uh, was able to turn it around and play well as we're seeing the starting lineups right now. Uh, T.J. McConnell will continue to start in the backcourt with Redick. Forwards are Ben Simmons and Saric. And at center is Joel Embiid for the Celtics. Guards are Terry Rozier and Jalen Brown. The forwards, Jason Tatum and Al Horford. And at center, Aaron Baines. Should be a very exciting ball game again. I think Philadelphia needs that continued production from Saric. Uh, he gave them a little bit more scoring inside. Uh, and Embiid really has struggled with his post game. He's going to need to step it up for them to get the win on the road. As we're about to tip it off here as the referee will toss the ball up now. And we are underway. Embiid gets it to T.J. McConnell, who will dribble it up into the front court. Sixers going from right to left here in the first quarter. McConnell gets right of the lane, gets under the basket, fade away from about five feet, puts it in. McConnell off to a good start. The Sixers get the first bucket of the ball game. Here's Rogier on the right wing. Celtics in their all-white uniforms with the green numbering. Rogier up top to Jalen Brown. Brown guarded by Sarge. He'll drive left, gets into the paint, puts up the layup with the right hand, puts it up and in. So we are all knotted up at two. Sixers, again, going from right to left in the all-blue uniforms with the white trim and numbering. And B gets the ball on the block, finds a cutting Redick. His shot is blocked by Jalen Brown. Great recovery from the Celtics man as he's been off the bench the last couple of games getting the start, which is a good sign in terms of his hamstring injury. He seems to have recovered completely now as Horford drives into the paint and his layup is blocked by Embiid. Here comes Simmons pushing the tempo, gets to the paint now, pulls it back out, guarded by Rogier, finds Sarge, fakes the three, gets two Celtics to fly by, and he lays it up with a right hand. Dario Sarge gives Philadelphia a 4-2 lead with 10.47 to go in this first. Here's Jalen Brown coming right back down. Fade away right baseline over Redick is good. So Jalen Brown off to a solid start. As we're all knotted up at four. Embiid up top to Simmons. Simmons calling out the action now. We'll look for Embiid in the block. He'll now get a screen from Embiid. Gets to the right elbow. Drives left of the paint. Puts up the jumper. It's good. Nice sign there from Ben Simmons. As it looks like we had a foul off the ball. Baines and Embiid certainly have been... That has certainly been a physical matchup thus far. And... uh, It's no different here in the opening couple of minutes of Game 5. But positive signs for the 76ers. McConnell and Simmons getting onto the board early, as well as Saric. Here is Tatum with the basketball top of the key, guarded by Saric. Drives to the right elbow, fade away from there. That one bounces off the rim and gets the friendly roll. So Jason Tatum ties the game up at 6. Here's Simmons dribbling over to the right wing, up top to Embiid. He'll hand it off to Redick. Fakes the handoff, now gets it to Simmons. Simmons finds a cutting Redick under the basket, and uh, the shot will not count as uh, we've got a foul on the cut. It appears to be on Jason Tatum as he tried to prevent Redick from that back cut. 
That's something Philadelphia has done well all season long, especially towards the back half of the season is, uh, you know, cutting and movement off the basketball. But the Celtics' defense has been really good with their communication thus far in this series. Simmons with the ball now on the right elbow. Will put up the jumper. That one's off. He knew it right away. Rebound Horford. He'll hand it off to Rogier. Rogier gets into the front court, gets top of the key, dribbles over to the right elbow, now backs it back out. Gets a screen from Horford. Picks his dribble up at the top, throws it left wing to Jalen Brown. He'll drive into the paint, picks up his dribble, guarded by Saric up top to Horford, hands it off to Rogier. Rozier guarded by Simmons, five on the shot clock. He'll get into the paint, and we've got another foul. It appears to be a hand check on Ben Simmons. Tough foul there on Philadelphia after a pretty good possession of defense there, and the shot clock will reset to 14. Of course, uh, the Celtics uh, getting that game three road win, that which was their lone road win so far in the postseason, but they've been dominant on their home floor. Rozier with the basketball tries to find Jalen Brown, and Reddick denies the pass and knocks it out. Nine on the shot clock now for the Celtics. As you see Kyrie Irving there looking on from the bench. Here's Jalen Brown. The basketball gets a screen, pulls up from the free throw line, and nails it. So Jalen Brown off to a hot start here for the Celtics. Nearly a steal by Tatum, but Saric gets the basketball and is fouled on his way to the hoop. I believe that one's on Aaron Baines. A dangerous pass by Simmons, but uh, he had enough zip on it to get it to his intended target. So Saric will, uh, will go to the line for two. Again, Saric, one of the X-Factors for the Philadelphia 76ers. Again, playing a really solid game four. Getting inside and finishing in the post. Knocking down a couple of threes. You know, he's uh, one of the best parts of his game is how well-rounded and balanced his game is. He can score from just about anywhere and be effective all over the court. As the second free throw is no good, but Baines can't come up with the rebound. It's picked up by Simmons. He's now on the right side, throws it out, and Bede right wing three. That one's short, but Simmons with another offensive rebound. He's now on the right corner, guarded by Baines. He'll dribble it towards the wing, looking for Embiid. Now we'll get a screen from him. He throws the lob up to Embiid, but Baines is there to deflect it. Picked up by Tatum. Tatum now will push it for Boston. Gets to the left wing out of the block to Horford. Guarded by Saric. He'll spin baseline. Now spins back towards the middle. Right-hand jump hook is good. Tough defense from Saric, but Horford with that difficult shot puts it in. Here is Saric with the basketball left wing up top to Embiid. He'll hand it off to McConnell. McConnell, guarded by Rogier, gets a screen from Embiid, dribbles onto the hoop, passes it up top to Redick. Redick back to McConnell, finds himself wide open, throws it right side. Saric, 18-foot jumper, is well long. Rebound Horford. Horford will jog it up into the front court for the Celtics, looking inside for Tatum. Ball is deflected, but we've got another foul off the ball. That will go on Philadelphia. As it appeared, Tatum got good post position, had a good opportunity, and Philadelphia wrapped him up. Horford on that last possession, getting that shot over Saric. Teams have not done a good enough job of preventing him from getting over, uh, you know, over his left shoulder. He's good with that right-hand jump hook, but that's really his only reliable post move. Here's Tatum driving along the baseline. His pass cross court is picked off by McConnell. McConnell will try to push the tempo, finds Redick. Tatum closes out. He'll drive past him, puts up the layup, up and in. Reddick runs into the cameraman in the process, but gets it to go. It's 10-9, Boston with a one-point lead. Jalen Brown coming right back with a three in transition. That one's no good. Rebound Simmons. He'll push it, gets to the free throw line, now right wing. Guarded by Horford. 
He throws it up top to Sarge. Sarge finds a cutting Reddick, who throws it right corner. McConnell, three ball is good. So TJ McConnell has been another spark again in the starting lineup for the Sixers here in the opening couple of minutes. 7.35 to go in the first. The Sixers now lead 12 to 10. Baines with the basketball for the Celtics, throws it up top to Rogier. Rogier, awaiting a screen from Horford, will reject the screen, now dribbling over to the right wing. He's got a switch now, guarded by Saric. Dribbling with his left hand, gets left of the paint, puts up the scoop shot with his right hand, no good. Rebound of Embiid. He'll get it to Ben Simmons. He's pushing the tempo, gets into the paint, kicks it out Saric. Over to Embiid on the right side, he bobbles the pass. Now we'll pick it up, dribbling with his left hand, finds Saric inside, he's got an easy layup. He had Rogier guarding him, and Rogier was fronting. A beautiful delivery from Embiid for the layup. And the Philadelphia 76ers are off to a good start, leading 14-10 with 7.01 to go in this opening quarter as we're about to head to a timeout. But really good basketball by Philadelphia, taking advantage of the mismatches as we're heading to commercial right now. Uh, the... Uh, you know, Philadelphia has, uh, you know, at times in, the, in this, these playoffs, uh, you know, been quick to shoot the basketball, take tough contested threes early in the shot clock. But so far in this ball game, they've been really working it around uh, and uh, getting uh, and taking advantage of mismatches. Of course, Boston has switched a lot in this series. And, uh, you know, Philadelphia has a lot of guys that are capable post-up players in that starting lineup. I mean, Embiid, Simmons, and Saric can all take advantage of smaller guys inside. So, uh, they, they did a better job of that in Game 4 of uh, looking inside and trying to get some easy buckets on the interior. And, uh, you know, theoretically that, uh, that should potentially open up the three-point shot if Boston then has to start collapsing on that post play of the Philadelphia team. So, uh, you know, real solid start. Uh, and, you know, looking at uh, from Boston's perspective, you've got to be... Uh, you've got to be excited about Jalen Brown not only being in the starting lineup, of course he's been... Uh, coming off the bench for uh, this entire series so far, I think he suffered a hamstring strain in Game 7 of their series against the Bucks. Uh, and, you know, he's not only been coming off the bench, but his minutes have been limited uh, so far in this series. So really good sign for the Celtics that he's out there and uh, he's already off to a solid start, uh, I believe, two for two from the field. Charles Barkley in the pregame uh, predicting, as well as I believe Ernie Johnson was agreeing with him, that uh, if Philadelphia is able to uh, win this ball game, they uh, they would likely win the series. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. But, uh, you know, again, going into the series, I thought Philadelphia had, uh, uh, had, the, had more talent. So I wouldn't be shocked if, uh, if they are able to take this game at home. They could go back... Uh, and win Game Six, but a Game Seven on the road against the Celtics uh, sounds like quite a, a challenging task. And you know, there's been certain things about uh, how the the Sixers have played in this series that it's got to be concerning. You know, uh, Embiid and Simmons just have not been as good as you would have expected, and at times they've looked gassed. They just look like they don't quite have the uh, uh, the conditioning that you would need uh, to win these high intensity type of ball games. Sixers so far in the ballgame, shooting 6 of 10 from the field and 1 of 2 from downtown. Boston off to a really solid start as well from the field at 62.5%, 5 of 9. 
so both teams, you know, off to pretty hot starts offensively. Sarge two for three for for five points, and uh, McConnell, of course, uh, with five points as well, knocking down that three point shot. So everybody on Philadelphia has already scored. As we are back now, we're we're looking at uh, Roz Gold on Wooday. As uh, the only player uh, not to score yet for Philadelphia is Embiid. And for Boston, uh, Jalen Brown, actually, uh, excuse me, Jalen Brown's three for four for six points so far in the ballgame, as uh, Boston has it now. Again, going from left to right in this opening quarter. Terry Rozier on the right wing, guarded by Covington, who's checked in. He'll throw it up top to Marcus Smart, who's also a substitution for the Celtics. He'll drive past Bellinelli, gets into the paint, finds Horford, right baseline, 17-footer. That one's long. Rebound Covington, a couple of guys falling down under the basket. Here's the Sixers with a four-on-four opportunity. Bellinelli throws it inside to Saric. Saric on the block, finds a cutting Simmons, and there's going to be a foul on Terry Rozier on the cut. Rozier was the one that uh, hit the ground, but he was called for the foul. As uh, Rozier just appeared to try and cut off Simmons as he went to the basket, that seemed to be a good call. Sixers will inbound at Saric. Near sideline will get into to Simmons on the right wing. Simmons picks up his dribble, throws it in the corner to Bellinelli. Back to Simmons, into the paint. Throws it Saric, left corner to Ilyasova. Left wing fakes the three, steps in. Jumper no good. Rebound Jalen Brown. Brown will hand it off to Rogier, who will get it over the timeline to the front court. Top of the key, pull up three. Is good. Shot that one right over these outstretched arms of Ben Simmons. And the lead now for Philadelphia is down to one, 14-13. Simmons drives past Horford, gets into the paint. A scoop shot with a right hand is good. Ben Simmons being aggressive here in the early going. Kind of uh, getting Horford to fall asleep on that action. Looking like he was going to pass it and then make a sharp drive to the basket. Here's Smart driving into the paint. Kicks it out to Marcus Morris, right wing. He'll drive. His shot is blocked, picked up by Smart. Smart with eight on the shot clock. Gets it to Morris, right corner. Fakes the three, drives baseline. His 17-footer rattles out. Rebound, Saric. Saric will hand this off to Ben Simmons, who will dribble over to the right wing. Now guarded by Horford, gets into the paint, throws it left corner, Ilyasova, left wing to Covington, up top to Saric. Saric right side to Bellinelli. Bellinelli guarded by Rogier. Now he'll get it to Saric on the block. He puts up the shot, ball is stripped away by Morris, picked up by Rogier. Rogier will pull it up, gets left of the paint, gets right past Bellinelli and draws the foul. Rogier saw that matchup and immediately decided to attack the basket as Bellinelli, one of the weaker defenders on the 76ers. So uh, I will say, though, that the pace of this game seems to favor Philadelphia, a game that's uh, a little bit more up and down, uh, seems to benefit the likes of uh, Ben Simmons and this Sixers team that likes to, uh, likes to play in transition and is really good at that style of play. Uh, generally, it's been in the half court where Boston has had a significant edge. Rogier's first free throw is down. His second one is up and good. 16-15, to 15, Philadelphia leading by one with 5.08 to go in the first quarter. Simmons with a basketball dribbles to the top of the key, guarded by Horford, dribbling with his right hand over to the right elbow, finds Saric inside. We've got another foul off the ball. This time looks like it's going to be on Marcus Morris. We're taking a look at the uh, the Boston bench. That's Daniel Tice, I believe, the uh, center that was injured for them. He's out for the year. 
Ben Simmons, top of the key, finds Ilya Silva, and then a nice pass right back to Simmons on the give-and-go, and Simmons slams it home with the right hand. So a couple of good attacks of the basket for the Philadelphia rookie, and the Sixers lead it by three. Rozier with the basketball will dribble it into the front court, guarded by Covington. Rozier hands it off to Morris. Morris guarded by Saric. He'll isolate top of the key. Right elbow jumper. That one's long. Rebound, Covington. He'll hand it off to uh, Ben Simmons, who will get into the front court, dribble over towards the right sideline, and that will be a timeout for Philadelphia with 4.33 to go in the first quarter. The 76ers leading 18-15, to 15, as you see. Again, that replay of that beautiful give-and-go. Simmons passing it to Ilyasova, and oftentimes you'll see that from defenders when, uh, when, a, when a guy is defending the ball handler and that guy passes the basketball. Uh, the defender oftentimes just relaxes, thinking he doesn't have to defend as much. But And oftentimes, if you can just make a pass and quickly cut to the basket, uh, you can catch your defender by surprise, and Simmons did there. So again, solid start for Philadelphia. Uh, you know, the the, the concern uh, for the 76ers in this whole series is they they haven't really been able to uh, go on some any great runs to uh, to build any sort of a, a safe lead. It's always, even in the game four win, uh, they were generally leading by single digits and at times got it up to about 10 or 11. But uh, for the most part, Boston was, uh, you know, within a few possessions, two or three, and uh, you know that is never comfortable if you're uh, if you're the team trying to come back in a series. It'd be nice if uh, for Philly fans if they could get an easy one here at some point. But Boston not making it t- or making it very tough. Again, you're listening to uh, Duncan Dynasty. My name is Garrett Bouguet. I'm your host. Uh, tonight I'll be with you this entire ball game throughout the commercials as well. I'll be uh, in the in the commercials to come. I'll be starting to uh, discuss my thoughts on uh, the Western Conference Finals matchup, the dream Western Conference Finals matchup between the Golden State Warriors and the Houston Rockets. Just about every NBA fan in the world has got to be really excited about this. Uh, it's, uh, it's they've been the two best teams in the NBA this season. Uh, you know, and all due respect to Toronto, who finished with the second-best record. But based on what we just saw in the series against the Cavaliers, they they uh, certainly aren't uh, the second-best team in the NBA. Uh, so, you know, you've got uh, essentially seven All-Stars on the floor in that series. You know, for Golden State, you've got uh, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry. And for Houston, you've got James Harden, Chris Paul, and even though Capella... Uh, you know, has not made an all-star team. He's playing at an all-star caliber level uh, these playoffs, averaging around 15 points and 14 rebounds and, uh, you know, providing his usual shot blocking as well. He has been excellent. And, uh, you know, Houston has the artillery in terms of the defensive end of the floor this time around to to actually cause the Warriors some problems with the likes of P.J. Tucker and, and uh, Luke Richard and Bob Mute uh, to guard the likes of Kevin Durant. So, uh, this is going to be a really, really fascinating series, and it'll be interesting to see what James Harden and Chris Paul are made of in terms of uh, whether or not they can show up and continue, con- uh, consistently uh, play at a high level because they're going to need to uh, for the Houston Rockets. I'll also talk about a couple of uh, X factors when we uh, we get to the next timeout as we are back now. We're seeing a limelight uh, 
a Corona Extra, a little uh, graphic here of the Boston uh, Celtics leading scorers from 2017 to 2018. A lot of differences, of course, because there was a lot of turnover in the roster. Uh, but, you know, Brad Stevens has done an excellent job, and the guys that are left over uh, from that Celtics team last year are all, uh, you know, contributing quite significantly. As the Philadelphia out of the timeout, here's Bellinelli with a fading jumper. That one's no good. Rebound Horford. Horford will get it to Rogier, who throws it back to Smart. Smart will get into the front court, guarded by Covington, throws to Rogier, back to Smart on the handoff. He'll drive past Bellinelli, gets into the paint, puts it up, he's fouled, and it'll go to the line. Again, that's been something that uh, I think Boston has focused on and made a priority that whenever Bellinelli is on the floor, uh, attacking him off the dribble. So, uh, he just is not, uh, whether it's ability or effort, he's just uh, not been a good defensive player uh, throughout his career, and especially in this series. Smart's first free throw is up and good. Smart, you know, notoriously a pretty poor shooter, but... Uh, from what I've seen, has done at least an, uh, an average job of shooting the basketball and has had stretches where he's he's gotten hot in this series. So he knocks down both free throws. Philadelphia 18, Boston 17 with 4.10 to go in this opening quarter. McConnell dribbling the basketball over to the right wing, throws it to Covington. Covington guarded by Tatum, throws the block to Embiid, he bobbles it, picked up by Covington. Covington getting double teamed along the baseline and Horford just rips it away from him. Horford now will push it up for the Celtics, gets to the top of the key, will take a pull-up three. You don't usually see that from a center, but he can't get it to go. Rebound Ilyasova, hands it off to McConnell. McConnell up top to Embiid, back to McConnell. Throws it left wing Embiid. Embiid with the handoff. McConnell now dribbling basketball with his right hand, gets into the paint, throws it right corner. Ilyasova three ball off the back of the rim, no good. Embiid with a rebound, he falls to the ground, trying to find a teammate, gets it to McConnell along the baseline, and the ball is poked out of bounds by Horford. It will remain with the 76ers. 19 on the shot clock. McConnell doing a good job there of uh, showing Embiid a uh, passing lane. McConnell gets it into Embiid on the left wing. Embiid guarded by Horford. He's trying to find a teammate, but good denials from the Celtics. Embiid will try to get it to Reddick with the ball. Poked away by Smart. Here's a two-on-one for Boston. Smart with the toss to to Jason Tatum, and he slams it home. Beautiful two-on-one fast break from Boston, and another great defensive play from Smart to create the opportunity. The Celtics now lead by one with three minutes to go in this opening quarter. McConnell up top to Ilyasova, left wing to Reddick. Reddick finds Embiid on the block, backing down, loses the basketball, picks it back up. We'll go back to the post against Horford. Dribbles in, puts it up. No, but there is a foul on the floor. Embiid really trying to force his way under the basket. Horford trying to hold strong, but I think eventually got called for the foul. The post play of Embiid has been uh, quite disappointing in this series, doing a lot of stuff like this where he's losing the basketball, having to recover it, taking a long time to get to a spot, not really being convincing in terms of what move he wants to go to. But uh, at least that time, able to draw the foul, knocks down the first free throw. The second one is up and good. So Philadelphia retakes the lead at 20-19 with 2.52 to go in this opening stanza. Horford dribbling the basketball, playing point center for the Sixers, or excuse me, for the Celtics. Throws it left wing, Rozier curling for a three. That one short, rebound, Kellington. 
He'll hand it off to McConnell, who'll dribble it down the left sideline to the wing. Hands it off Reddick. Reddick fakes the three, guarded by Tatum. Dribbling at the top of the key, dribbles left, throws into the corner to Ilyasova. Ilyasova up top to McConnell, right side to Covington. He'll drive baseline. Puts up a tough shot along the baseline. That one's no good. Rebound, Morris. Bad shot there from Covington. He continues to look lost on the offensive end. Here's a play for Al Horford inside. He had Reddick on him. Reddick was fronting the post, and Tatum throws the lob over the top, and he gets an easy lay-in. And the Celtics now lead it 21-20 with 2.12 to go in the first, and we've got another timeout on the floor. So Boston, after trailing a little bit early on, has come back to take the lead as we head to another commercial. So, uh, you know, a couple of uh, X-Factors in the series between the Warriors and the Sixers. I'm going to talk about the the sixth men for each of these teams. Of course, for uh, for Houston, uh, the the Rockets, uh, they've got Eric Gordon, who, uh, you know, has won sixth man of the year in the past, averaged about 18 points a game this season, but throughout the entirety of the year, really struggled with his three-point shot. I believe shot at around 34-35% for the year. And, uh, you know, never really got hot for any significant stretch. And he's a guy that's going to have to knock down shots for Houston. He struggled at times in the first couple of rounds for uh, for Mike D'Antoni, but uh, they need that third option offensively uh, if the Rockets are going to uh, to win that series. Of course, adding the likes of P.J. Tucker and Mbamute and Bob Mute is going to help them stop the Warriors, but Eric Gordon's going to be the key for them to continuously put up enough points by knocking down shots and making some plays off the dribble as well. As we're back from commercial here, Al Horford uh, shown there, and now we've got McConnell dribbling it into the front court, throws it left side to Kellington. Covington trying to cross over on Morris. Has the ball poked away again. Another disastrous start for Covington. Morris on the drive will have the ball poked away. He finds Marcus Smart wide open for three. That one's no good. Rebound Covington. He'll get it over to McConnell. McConnell over to the left wing. Does an in and out dribble. Now we will dribble it back up top towards the Celtics logo. Throws it right side. Covington into Embiid. Embiid facing up on Baines. Will now take the 10-footer. That one's good. Joel Embiid retakes the lead for Philadelphia, 22-21, a minute and a half to go in the first. Morris dribbling into the front court. Again, Robert Covington really struggling on the offensive end for Philadelphia, uh, just not making smart decisions. Here's Tatum, guarded by Covington. He gets him to fall down, and he hits the 18-footer along the left baseline. So another disastrous, embarrassing play from Covington, just not really producing for Philadelphia so far. Here's McConnell in the left corner, guarded by Tatum. He'll get a screen from Embiid, gets to the free throw line. 14-footer is good. T.J. McConnell, again, providing a lift for Philadelphia in that starting lineup. Came out early, but now has come back in. And again, knocking down those open shots. Smart throws it left elbow, or excuse me, right elbow to Baines. Baines, guarded by Embiid, throws it up top to Smart. Smart getting a screen from Baines. He'll dribble left of the paint. Puts up a floater over MB, but Baines with the finish and the tip-in slam. A gorgeous move from Baines, showing impressive athleticism on that play. McConnell now will find a curling Reddick, but it's a diving steal from Smart. He'll find Tatum. Tatum in transition will have the ball poked away by McConnell. And Ilyasova is fouled by Marcus Morris as uh, the Sixers would have had a transition opportunity on the way back. 
frantic action here, but Philadelphia in the bonus will go to the free throw line. It'll be Ilya Sova. He'll try to get the Sixers the lead back. Redick uh, appears to be not happy about that previous possession where uh, Marcus Smart uh, was able to dive and get a steal as Redick uh, doing his customary uh, curling off of a screen off the ball, and the pass was a bit behind him. Smart able to dive and steal it, create a transition opportunity. First free throw for Ilyasova is off the mark. There's a little under a six-second difference between the game clock and the shot clock, so uh, Philadelphia, unless they commit a foul, uh, or excuse me, if they do commit a foul, they'll get the ball back, but even if they don't, uh, they should get another opportunity as Ilyasova missed both. So the Celtics retain their one-point lead, 25-24. 20 on the game clock, 14 on the shot clock for Boston. Smart throws it left elbow to Tatum. He'll face up on Covington. Now will get a screen, dribbles over the right side, loses the ball. Now finds Horford up top, guarded by Ilyasova. Three on the shot clock. He'll take the three. That one's no good. Fight for the rebound. Covington tips it up, picks it up by McConnell. He'll throw it deep to Ilyasova. He'll catch it, but he won't get the shot off before the first quarter expires. Uh, Philadelphia, a nice attempt there at the end of the quarter. McConnell trying to get it to uh, Ilyasova, but the Celtics able to deflect the pass. And by the time Ilyasova recovered the basketball, it was a little bit too late. So at the end of one, Boston 25, Philadelphia 24. This is game five of the Eastern Conference Semis. So we're headed to commercial now. But yes, as I mentioned with that Rockets-Warriors series, I think Eric Gordon's going to be really key for Houston. Uh, I don't have a lot of faith in him uh, as a shooter, especially against locked-in defenses. He often takes, uh, you know, Shots that I don't think are, are necessarily good shots. Takes a lot of contested deep threes. And just doesn't shoot as high of a percentage as you would want uh, from a guy that uh, you know takes them at the volume that he does. Uh, but, you know, I think the, the, the fact that Houston not only has James Harden but also has Chris Paul uh, this time around is going to give them a, a, a legitimate chance in this series against Golden State, especially given that Houston uh, has home court advantage. But you just look at uh, even last night in their Game 5 win, Harden uh, you know, only put up 18 points, which of course is, uh, is about a dozen points less than his average during the season. But then you have Chris Paul put up 41. So uh, you know, when you've got multiple guys and you can, you know, give the ball to the guy that's hot on any given night, that really helps. And again, Houston switching defense, I think, is the exact type of defense that uh, uh, is well suited to to take on the Golden State Warriors. I think they, uh, uh, the fact that they can switch so efficiently, uh, and you saw that in the Utah series and in Game Two, which was the game I did last week for Duncan Dynasty. Uh, Utah made some nice adjustments to that switching scheme and were able to slip a lot of screens and, and catch Houston uh, in between switches. Uh, but you saw in those last uh, three games of that series, the, the Rockets adjusted to that. They switched even earlier and more effectively and physically, and Utah really didn't have a lot to do offensively. Uh, Donovan Mitchell struggled the whole series. The Rockets just have, uh, you know, a pretty solid defensive team. You know, you again, I mentioned the the acquisitions of Tucker and Bob Mute being huge, but Chris Paul, of course, is a is a major plus defensively. Clint Capella is an excellent defender as well, not only protecting the rim, but I think he is capable of switching onto the likes of those Warriors perimeter guys. And 
So, you know, Houston just has a lot of defensive talent out there. Uh, and I, I think it's going to be a great series. I, I really can't wait for it. Uh, of course, game two of that series will be, I believe, as of now, it's scheduled for next Wednesday. So Anthony uh, potentially will be available for that. So the two of us might uh, be doing our live Duncan Dynasty for next Wednesday on game two of the Western Conference Finals, which should be, uh, should be very, very exciting stuff. And, uh, you know, the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, at least one of the two teams have been decided. The Cleveland Cavaliers sweeping the Toronto Raptors. Of course, an incredibly disappointing uh, performance from Toronto. I'll get into my thoughts on, on that as, as we go along into the evening. As we're back from commercial, we're seeing a Mountain Dew kickstart ad here on TNT. Out of commercial, we've got a miss from Boston. Sorry, the, the TV coverage came in late, so we've got a rebound by Philadelphia. McConnell gets it to Sarich. He'll do a sweeping left-handed hook. That one's no good. Rebound Tatum. Tatum will throw it to Morris. That passes behind him, but it's picked up by Ojale. He'll get it to Baines. Hands it up Tatum. Tatum, guarded by McConnell, gets a screen from Baines. Dribbles over the left elbow. Throws a beautiful lob pass to Baines in the paint, but he can't get the left-handed jump hook to go. And Embiid with the rebound for the Sixers. He'll hand it off to McConnell. McConnell at the Boston logo, guarded by Smart. We'll throw it to Bellinelli, curling along the left side. Gets right of the paint, puts it up and in, plus the foul. Beautiful finish from Bellinelli as we've got some afters between Embiid and one of the Celtics players. Of course, these playoffs have been feisty, and uh, these teams don't necessarily like each other that much. It was uh, it was Embiid and Marcus Smart going at it a little bit. Sixers have a little bit of a problem just in terms of playing Bellinelli and Redick at the same time, you know, that uh, that makes them very dangerous offensively because they can curl both of those guys on each side of the floor off of screens and really activate uh, and uh, preoccupy a lot of the defense. But defensively, you know, those two guys are two of their weakest defenders, so Boston can attack when these lineups are out on the floor for Philadelphia. Here's Morris on the Right, or excuse me, left side, crosses over on Sarich, gets into the paint. A lot of contact from Embiid, but no foul. Here's McConnell in transition. He'll kick it back to Sarich. Left side, Embiid for three. That one's no good. Rebound Morris. Morris will throw it left side to Smart, who will go along the left sideline to the front court, gets a screen from Baines, now will reject it, calling for another screen. He rejects it again, throws it right side to Tatum, guarded by Redick. Tatum spins around. Redick has the ball poked away. And it looked like the ball was out of bounds, but the refs didn't call it. Boston still has it. Here's Morris with a left elbow jumper. That one's no good. Rebound, Bellinelli. Bellinelli will push it into the front court. Guarded by Tatum. Looking for Saric on the block. Guarded by Ojale. Tatum making it difficult for the inch. He throws it right side to McConnell. He'll get it to Embiid on the block on the right side. He'll face up on Baines. Drive baseline. Ten-foot jumper is good. Embiid falling down after the shot, but uh, he's had a, a decent start here, knocking out a couple of mid-rangers. Philadelphia now leads at 29-25 as we've got a foul on the ball as Jason Tatum got a screen from Baines. Looks like it's a bump on McConnell. It's Baines really standing up like a brick wall there, not allowing B Embiid to get past him, but Embiid able to shoot it over the top. 
He's holding his left ankle a little bit, as if uh, he may have potentially twisted that on that play. 9.56 to go in the second quarter. Philadelphia leading 29-25 over the Celtics. Here's Jalen Brown, right corner, drives in on Bellinelli, pushes off, finds a cutting Baines, and he'll slam it home. That push-off allowed uh, or forced another Philly defender to come over, and that opened up Baines for the cut and the slam. 29-27 now. The Celtics have shrunk the lead to two. Here's McConnell, right side to Bellinelli, under the block to Sarge, guarded by Ogilvy. He gets into the paint, left-hand jump hook, gets the roll. Beautiful move from Sarge. That's something they prioritized a little bit in the previous game, and he's been effective down there from what I've seen. Philadelphia's lead back up to four. Sarge with seven points on three of six shooting. Ogilvy with the basketball top of the key, guarded by Sarge, throws it left side of Baines. He'll look for Tatum on the block, guarded by McConnell. Tatum backing down will turn over the right shoulder. That one is no good, but he is fouled. Tatum with a big size advantage there against the likes of McConnell and able to get that to a uh, free throw trip. There's a referee telling McConnell, I believe, that uh, he put two hands on him there, which was enough to draw the whistle. First free throw from Tatum is up and in. I guess another reason why, you know, Philadelphia was my team who I thought was going to win this series, and that's been, uh, you know, kind of the opposite of the outcome, is, uh, you know, Jason Tatum has turned into a borderline star in this series. He His confidence is through the roof. I think uh, going through that seven-game series in Milwaukee gave him a lot of interesting experience, and, and he's grown and gotten a lot better. A beautiful pass from Saric on a pick-and-roll with Embiid, and he lays it up and in off the glass. So a 4-5 pick and roll there for Philadelphia. Gets them a bucket. And their lead back up to four. Rozier to Baines. Back to Rozier. Top of the key. Gets a screen. Gets over to the right elbow. Now backs it back up. Guarded by Redick. Goes between the legs. Step back three. Is good. Terry Rozier has been excellent, especially at home in these playoffs. And he cuts the lead down to one. Here's McConnell. Left side to Embiid. Finds a curling Redick right side. Now back to Sarich. Up top to Redick. He'll fake the three, drives into the paint. His right-handed layup is good. J.J. Redick doing a lot of finishing and getting the basket in this series. It's been really impressive. Jalen Brown coming right back down on a one-on-three and able to finish. So back-and-forth basketball here, and Philadelphia's lead is still at one, 35-34. As we're about to hit the eight-minute mark of this first half. Here's Redick, right corner to Embiid. Embiid trying to find Redick. Good denial from Rogier. Guarded by Baines. Now Embiid will face up. He's looking to score. He'll take the 15-footer. It's good. Embiid, again, has got that mid-range shot going tonight. And the Sixers lead at 37-34. Rogier along the right sideline will find a cutting Tatum at the free-throw line. He'll fade away from the right elbow. That one's good. Again, getting the shot off over the shorter T.J. McConnell. McConnell calling for the push-off on that one. But uh, Tatum able to get whatever he wants against the smaller matchup. Embiid over right side to Sarich. Sarich has stepped in 20-footer. That one's no good. Not a good shot there. Uh, not exactly a good possession for the Sixers. Here comes Tatum again. He'll push it two on or one on two. And a Euro steps around McConnell and lays it in. Jason Tatum has just been stellar here in the last couple of minutes. He's got 12 points, 5 of 5 from the field. Embiid dribbling the basketball on the right block. We'll kick it out to Bellinelli. Fakes the three. Now we'll get it back to Embiid on the block. Again, facing up on Baines. Embiid will put up another mid-ranger. And that one gets the roll. 
Embiid continuing to be hot from that mid-range area, but I think Boston's willing to live with that. As the Sixers now lead at 39-38, Rozier finds again Tatum at the free throw line. Will fade away from there. That one, no good. Baines is there for the tip-in, and it's good. You could tell Embiid a little bit fatigued as he was not able to block out Baines on that play. That's something that uh, has been readily apparent of this series is uh, the conditioning of Embiid and Simmons has not quite been good enough. Here's Sarge, top of the key three is good. Brad Stevens not happy with that, and he will call timeout as Philadelphia leads at 42-40 with 6.23 to go in the second quarter. So we're heading to a timeout now. But uh, quite a uh, different atmosphere and uh, pace to this game than we've seen in the previous games in this series. Again, probably in favor of Philadelphia, but the Celtics, you know, especially with the likes of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum doing a really good job of of just getting down and even in the situation where they're playing one-on-three, able to still get to the basket and finish well. Been, it's just been really impressive from guys that are in their first and second year. Tatum, of course, the rookie, and Jalen Brown in just his second uh, season in the NBA. Those two guys have looked like experienced veterans. And, uh, you know, honestly have been, you know, arguably uh, three of the top four guys in this in this series, including Al Horford and, you know, maybe Rozier as well. That's, you know, that's the, that's the crazy part is I went into this series thinking Embiid and Simmons were the clear-cut top two players in this series. And, honestly, you could say that the top four players so far have been all Celtics. I'll get more into the uh, my thoughts on the, the Rockets-Warriors uh, matchup at halftime, but uh, now I want to talk a little bit about uh, the, the Cavaliers who have made it to the, to the Eastern Conference Finals, dispatching of the Toronto Raptors, the 59-win Toronto Raptors in a sweep. Uh, Toronto, of course, uh, had the second-best record in the NBA, uh, looked like a really, really uh, promising team this season. And they, they made some they made some good changes. They uh, they started to pass the ball a little bit more. Didn't rely as much on isolation basketball, which uh, you know bogged them down in previous postseasons. And uh, you know they they focused more on developing a bench and having a, a young crew that could could uh, change things for them. And uh, you know unfortunately it wasn't the offense that was really the problem, and it wasn't really the bench either. It was more. The defense, uh, the, the Raptors were, I believe, sixth in defensive efficiency during the regular season, but they showed no signs of being able to stop the Cleveland Cavaliers. And this is after uh, the Cavaliers just went through a slog of a series against the Indiana Pacers, which went seven games, and the Cavs, through the first round, were the worst offensive team remaining in the playoffs. Uh, but, uh, you know, you could see immediately with Game 1 that things had changed, uh, obviously, I, I understand the matchups uh, make things different, but uh, Toronto did nothing uh, to to cause the Cavaliers' issues on the offensive end. They didn't take away anything. They didn't make anything difficult for Cleveland, while as the, the Pacers really did a good job of taking away everybody other than LeBron and, and making it also difficult for LeBron even to catch the basketball by fronting him and, and doing those sorts of things. I didn't see really anything tactically from Dwayne Casey and the Toronto Raptors that would have suggested they had any clue what to do to stop the Cavaliers. 
Uh, they got wide open threes. They got wide open layups off of just simple backdoor cuts off of a back screen. Uh, and, you know, LeBron, of course, was able to do whatever he wanted. Uh, they, uh, you know, they had a decent option in OG Ananobi, who I think did a decent job uh, defensively one-on-one against LeBron, but they were too willing to just switch and get LeBron on an easier uh, player like a C.J. Miles. As we're back now, a screen and roll from Smart gets it to Horford. He lays it up and in, and we're tied at 42. Another good out-of-bounds play there from Brad Stevens. Gets the Celtics an easy bucket. Simmons with a basketball on the right elbow, backing down on Rozier, gets into the paint, gets double teamed, but his pass is deflected by Horford. And a foul on the Sixers as Marcus Smart was trying to make the pass up the floor. That's something that uh, Philadelphia should look to do a little bit more, as uh, we might have a little bit of an injury from Tatum. He looks to be grimacing just a bit. But uh, Philadelphia should look more to get uh, Ben Simmons guarded by the likes of Rozier or a Larkin, or ex- actually Larkin looks to be out this ballgame, or even a Smart, and have that size advantage where he can take advantage in the post. But that time Celtics doing a good job of double teaming at the last instance and, and knocking it away. As Smart as pass trying to get it to Horford's knocked out of bounds and were remained with the Celtics with 15 on the shot clock. Too often, Simmons has just gone against the likes of Horford or Baines, and he just doesn't have really any advantages given that he uh, is not a confident shooter. Rogier on the far sideline will get it into Horford. Back to Rogier, left corner, fakes the three. Will step back on Covington, will now take it. That one rattles out, no good. Rebound, Simmons. Simmons will jog it up into the front court at the top of the key, drives to the right elbow, now up top to Sarich. He'll jab step, finds Simmons along the baseline. Hits Covington. There's a right corner three. That one's an air ball. Covington continues to struggle, but Ilyasova able to get the rebound and put it back up and in. Uh, Robert Covington's struggles are just uh, mind-boggling here. It's uh, This guy was an excellent shooter, an excellent defender all season long, and he's just lost it. Here's Rozier, top of the key, guarded by Covington. He'll drive left, gets all the way to the bucket, can't finish it. That time a decent contest by Covington. Here's Simmons with a basketball. We'll find Covington on the cut. He'll lay it up and in with the left hand. So a decent sequence there from from Robert Covington of the Sixers. Here's Jalen Brown trying to push it back. Throws it up top to Rozier. Rozier will find a cutting Marcus Smart. Good denial from the Sixers. Now throws it left side to Morris onto the block to Smart. Guarded by Bellinelli. He'll spin baseline. Gets to the basket. Puts it up and in off the glass. Plus the foul. Again, Boston taking advantage of Bellinelli on the defensive end of the floor. And Smart with an opportunity for an old-fashioned three-point play. Smart is doing a good job after that spin, able to get Bellinelli behind him, and then just kind of jump straight up and uh, create the contact as Bellinelli tried to recover. Free throw is up and good. So Philadelphia's lead is trimmed back down to 1, 46-45, 4.40 to go here in the opening half. Simmons with the basketball dribbles over to the left wing. Now to the elbow up top to Sarich. Sarich fakes the three, tries to find Simmons on the block, poked away by Tatum. Here comes Morris for the Celtics, three on two. He goes up and is going to be called for an offensive foul as he slammed into Ursan Ilyasova. As Ilyasova, one of the best in the business at drawing charges. Not sure about that call. Looked like he was sliding a bit to his left. But Morris, uh, you know, wasn't exactly confident on the offensive end of what he was going to do there. So sometimes just uh, when the offensive player 
doesn't look decisive. He uh, will not get the benefit of the doubt on those calls. Simmons with a basketball, dribbling at the top of the key. Throws it left side to Ilyasova. Looking for Redick. He'll hand it off to him. Redick will fake the three. Finds a beautiful pass to Ilyasova, cutting to the basket. Can't get the layup to go. His tip is no good either. Rebound, Smart. Smart will push it, and then he is fouled by Ursan as uh, Ursan again trying to prevent the fast break, but not a good foul there as the Celtics are in the bonus. Redick uh, with just a gorgeous pass, able to split the couple of defenders as he came off the screen from Ilyasova, found Ilyasova rolling to the basket, but uh, Ilyasova not able to get it to go on two attempts as Smart knocks down the first free throw. And then oftentimes you'll see a frustration foul there in transition, or Ilyasova not realizing that the Celtics were in the bonus just committing a foul. Both free throws are good from Smart, and the Celtics retake the lead, 47-46, as we approach the four-minute mark of this second quarter. Simmons with a basketball, top of the key, throws it right side to Covington. Covington looking for Ilyasova, now throws it up top Saric, who hands it off to Redick. Redick dribbling with his left hand, top of the key, guarded by Morris. Throws it to Simmons. A beautiful fake handoff, and he's got a wide-open lane for the right-hand slam. Beautiful play from Simmons as uh, he took advantage of the fact that the Celtics were overplaying that Redick three-point shot. Here is Terry Rozier with the basketball up top to Smart. Left side to Morris. Morris isolating on Saric. He'll drive baseline. Another foul on the Sixers, this time on Saric as he tried to cut off Morris along the baseline. This is something the Sixers just can't afford to do. Uh, You know, the Celtics, uh, one of the things I've said they should have struggled with throughout these playoffs is their scoring, and they have at times in this series as well, especially in that Milwaukee series. Uh, They're they're not a super talented offensive team, although Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum's play, and of course Rozier has elevated their offense, but, you know, they're, they're still not a team... Uh, with any superstars out there on the floor offensively, and you got to make them earn it, and sending them to the free-throw line over and over again is uh, is, uh, is really going to hurt your chances as the first one goes down for Morris. Saric checking out of the ballgame now for Philly. Morris has just been a steadying presence for the Celtics off the bench, doing a good job of isolating and getting them some buckets at timely moments. Second free-throw is up and in. Celtics now lead it 49-48, to 3.27 to go in this first half. Simmons with the basketball top of the key, hands it off to Ilyasova right side. Redick hands it off to Embiid. Embiid back to Redick, screens for him, and the pass is off the mark from Redick, picked up by Rozier. He'll drive into the paint, gets all the way under the basket, loses it out of bounds, and uh, he looks like he took a shot on the play, but he appears to be all right. Uh, Rogier didn't really know what to do as he had Embiid and Covington draped all over him there. Covington had appeared to actually poke the ball away, a nice defensive play there. And uh, Rogier got banged by Embiid as he was trying to recover the basketball. So Smart will inbound it far baseline for Boston, guarded by Redick. He'll get it into Morris. Morris along the left baseline, back to Smart on the post. Smart guarded by Redick, backing down. Turnover the left shoulder, that one's up and in. So Marcus Smart again taking advantage of Philadelphia's weaker defenders. Celtics lead now three. Simmons drives in, has his 
Looks like he was poked in the eye on that possession by, uh, I believe, Marcus Smart. Or, excuse me, Marcus Morris, I think, was on the foul. As it appears, we have a, a timeout on the floor as uh, the Celtics, again, leading by three as we're heading to commercial now. We're seeing Chris Paul. Take a look at uh, some of the statistics here from uh, the first half as we've got uh, just a little under three minutes to play here. Dario Saric with ten points on four of eight from the field, one for one from downtown. He's got four rebounds and a couple of assists. Uh, he's plus three uh, in terms of plus-minus. Joel Embiid with 12 points, 5 of 7 from the field. He's missed both of his shots from downtown. Uh, he's got three rebounds and an assist. Uh, T.J. McConnell, again, uh, continuing to uh, to play well, and the Sixers play well when he's on the floor. He's at a plus-5. Uh, he's got seven points, 3 for 3 from the field, three assists, a couple of rebounds, and a couple of steals. So solid work once again from McConnell. Uh, ben Simmons with eight points, five rebounds, and a couple of assists on four for five shooting. Uh, but again, just uh, a, a minus four for Ben Simmons uh, in his 11 minutes. Uh, J.J. Redick with uh, with 16 points, or excuse me, four points in 16 minutes. Uh, he's got two assists as well. Uh, as uh, looking at foul situation, uh, T.J. McConnell has two, Ben Simmons has two, and uh, Bellinelli as well has two on the bench for Philly. And uh, Ilyasova and Covington so far uh, not producing that well. Ilyasova one for five, Covington one for three. Both are a minus ten for the ball game in their ten minutes. Uh, for Boston, uh, we've got 12 for Jason Tatum on five of six from the field. A two for two from the free throw line. Al Horford with six points, four rebounds, a couple of steals. Terry Rozier Eight points, two steals on uh, two for six from the field, but both from downtown. He's a plus eight in plus minus. Horford uh, at plus six. And then you look at uh, some of the substitutions uh, for Boston. Marcus Morris and Marcus Smart are both plus five in their 12 and 13 minutes, respectively. Smart at two for five from the field, but uh, also getting to the free throw line for five for five from there. He's also got a couple of steals and a couple of assists, so Smart... Again, doing as usual, a little bit of everything for this Celtics group as, again, they lead by three with just 2.56 left to go in this first half. It's been a, uh, it's been a pretty entertaining ball game so far, kind of uh, what you would have expected uh, from both of these teams uh, based on uh, what we've seen so far in this series. You know, Philadelphia, again, committing a little bit too many fouls here and allowing Boston to get too many free points at the basket, uh, or excuse me, at the free throw line. Uh, and uh, that's that's something they're going to have to cut down on if they want to uh, to keep their season alive and advance this to a potential game six in Philly. As we're back from uh, timeout, we're seeing uh, Terry Rozier in a New England's Patriots jersey. As there's Drew Bledsoe. As the Sixers will have the basketball out of the timeout. Philadelphia going from right to left. McConnell with the ball, dribbles right of the paint, gets all the way to the bucket, puts it off the glass and in over Horford. 
T.J. McConnell continues his hot play for Philadelphia. Rogier again, I, I noticed prior to the commercial, he was uh, uh, struggling a little bit out of that, uh, that play in transition where he had the ball poked away and seems to be limping just a little bit. Horford backing into the paint. He'll put up a right-hand jump hook. That one's good over Ilyasova. Just a really difficult shot from Horford, able to get it to go through the contact. Horford has just been excellent throughout these playoffs. Celtics lead at 53-50. Here's McConnell once again, right side, up top. Ilyasova, wide open three, can't get it to go. Ilyasova struggling in this ball game. That's a shot he's got to knock down. Horford with the ball, top of the key, guarded by Ilyasova. Trying to get it to Rozier, but McConnell with the pressure. Celtics get a switch now. Here's Rozier, top of the key, guarded by Ilyasova. Fakes the three, gets into the paint. Pulls up from 13, that one's well short. Rebound Embiid. He'll hand it over to McConnell, who'll dribble it down the right sideline. Throws it up top to Simmons. Simmons attacking on Horford, gets into the paint. Puts up the right-handed jump hook, it's good. As uh, he kind of just shouldered Horford out of the way and able to create space for the layup. So the lead for the Celtics back down to one. Ben Simmons now with 10 points on five for six from the field. Smart now backing down on Redick on the left side. Spins over his left shoulder. Puts it up off the glass. No, but another foul on Philadelphia. So Smart will go back to the line for his sixth and seventh attempts from the stripe this first half. It actually appeared Simmons lost that basketball and was fortunate that that ball went in the hoop as uh, he tried to do that Euro step around Horford. And Horford, I'm not sure if he got a little bit of a piece of it, but nonetheless, he lost it, but the ball just fell into the basket. As the free throws are no good from Smart there as uh, the Celtics lead remains at one. Here's McConnell with the basketball top of the key, guarded by Tatum, throws it right side to Reddick. Reddick pressured by Brown. Brown has the ball poked away. It'll remain with the Sixers as the ball went out of bounds with 11 on the shot clock. Again, really good pressure from the Celtics guards there. Trying to make things difficult for the likes of Reddick and Bellinelli coming off of these screens. A far sideline, Simmons will inbound it. He'll get it into Embiid. Embiid finds Simmons on the cut, gets to the basket, can't finish. A late contest from Horford threw him off. Rebound Baines, he'll get it over to Smart. Smart dribbles left sideline, finds Jalen Brown. He'll post up on Reddick. Again, isolating. Philadelphia not sending help so far. He'll get to the baseline, gets Embiid, throws it right corner. Baines three, nailed it. Aaron Baines continues to hit a couple of threes here and there for the Celtics, providing just enough spacing for them. As the Celtics lead back up to four with 48 seconds to go in this first half. Embiid right wing guarded by Baines. He'll drive past them, get along the baseline. Now we'll pull it back up. He's backing down, guarded by Baines. Gets double teamed momentarily. Fadeaway jumper off the left leg. No good. Rebound Tatum. Tatum pushing it. No one stopping the basketball. Gets all the way to the basket and lays it in. Again, poor transition defense from the 76ers. Celtics lead back up to six. Here's Reddick, right wing three ball, no good. Fight for the rebound, it's off of Saric, and it'll go back to Boston. So a big run here to end the half for the Celtics. They've gone on a 5-0 run here, and will probably have the last shot of the half. Again, Boston doing a good job of taking advantage of the Sixers' uh, defensive liabilities in Reddick and Bellinelli. And uh, that last three from Baines, a direct result of that is Brown got under the basket and Bede had to come over. 
And Baines was wide open in that corner for the three. Aaron Baines shooting 9 of 18 from the three-point line in these playoffs. Of course, that's pretty much exclusively from the corners, so a little bit shorter of a, a three-point shot. Smart will pick the basketball up as, uh, again, he'll walk it over the timeline. Looks like Boston uh, happy and content to take the last shot of the half. Leading by six and potentially eight or nine if they can make the final possession here. Smart gets a screen from Horford, gets into the paint, kicks it out. Rogier fakes the three. He'll step to his left, fires it up, and it's good. A huge end of the first half for the Boston Celtics and another big-time shot from Terry Rogier, and the lead has ballooned to nine. The Boston Celtics 61 and the Philadelphia 76ers 52 as I will be back with all of the second half action when it comes but uh, first I'll be talking a little bit more about the uh, the Rockets Warriors series it's uh, certainly going to be really fascinating the um you know in in terms of the Warriors I've talked a lot about the Rockets so far but as far as the Warriors are concerned uh, pretty much everyone that you would have uh, hoped would look better in the playoffs has. Uh, Andre Iguodala, Sean Livingston, who uh, did not look very good, especially down the end of the regular season for the Warriors, have uh, have really stepped up their game. And I think a lot of it just has to do with they're not really trying that much in the regular season, playing at about 75%. And then when the playoffs come, they actually step it up. And um, perhaps that's just out of conservation for their bodies to make sure they're you know, clicking on all cylinders when it actually matters. And, uh, you know, the Warriors, they can be pretty confident that uh, uh, missing the playoffs is uh, out of the realms of possibilities. So, you know, Iguodala and Livingston have both looked really good. Even the likes of Kavon Looney has looked, uh, you know, somewhat solid for them. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more Jordan Bell because I think he can be really productive, especially against these best teams switching and uh, defending in that manner. I don't think Kavon Looney quite has the uh, the quickness and uh, ability to to guard uh, the likes of James Harden in isolation. I think that will be a bit of a problem for him. But uh, and I think JaVale McGee will have the same issues. So it'll be interesting to see the center lineups that Steve Kerr goes to. I wouldn't be shocked if it ends up being pretty much just uh, Jordan Bell and David West and then playing some Draymond Green at center as well. Uh, and, you know, with the whole Clint Capella situation, how effective is the Draymond Green at center lineups going to be? Can Green keep him, <coughs> keep Capella off the glass? Excuse me. That, that'll be an important factor. And, uh, you know, how well can Capella stay on the floor defensively uh, against a really small lineup? I think he, from what I've seen, I think he is capable and I think he can punish teams on the glass that go a little bit small. So that will be fascinating to watch. Uh, Steph Curry, his injury situation is going to be very important uh, to uh, the outcome of this series. You know, he came back in his first game from injury and put up the 28 points on, I believe, 18 shots from the field. And everyone was like, oh, he, he looks great. He's, he's Steph. But uh, the next couple of games, he looked a little bit slow to me. And I think with these knee injuries, it's not as much about looking at his shot as it is looking at his quickness and his ability to beat guys off the dribble. Uh, 
you know, that uh, that are slower than him usually. Uh, in that 2016 playoffs, I think that was his uh, major problem. He was able to knock down threes and, and do all of those things, cut off the basketball, set good screens, play as an off-ball uh, guy, uh, but he wasn't as effective, uh, you know, in those isolation situations driving by defenders uh, as he had been during the regular season. And that's something that I would expect to continue, which is why, uh, you know, I looked at this series as more a 60-40 proposition in favor of the Warriors prior to Curry's injury. But now I, I honestly believe it's uh, it's probably closer to a toss-up. Toss I might be leaning just slightly towards Golden State uh, because I trust guys like Andre Guadalla a little bit more than I trust an Eric Gordon, for instance. Uh, and, you know, I trust I trust Kevin Durant and uh, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry to come to play and to knock down shots. And uh, as much as I love James Harden and Chris Paul and their abilities... They have had times where they've had some real off nights. And Houston just can't really afford for, for their star players to be awful in this series. They, they probably have to have great games from Paul and Harden at least six times out of seven and hope that they can win four of those. Uh, they, you know, Houston has gotten to a point where they're good enough defensively where maybe they could win a game uh, through their defense, even if their star players don't shoot it lights out. Uh, but for the most part, I think they're going to have to win two to three ball games through the fact that James Harden and Chris Paul are top five, top ten level NBA talents. And they're going to need to play like it because, uh, you know, even, even as I said earlier, it's like we're going to have seven all-stars on the floor. Uh, even if you agree with me and say Capella's playing at an all-star level, uh, the Warriors still have an additional all-star. They've got four to the Rockets' three. So uh, that just, uh, you know, puts that much more pressure on Harden and Paul to play uh, extremely well every every night of that series. Uh, whereas the Warriors, you know, if, if one of Durant, Thompson, or Curry isn't performing, it doesn't really hurt them that much, for one, because I think all of those guys are going to continue to play solid defense, but... But also the other two guys can can carry a burden uh, when you've got two really good scores that are hot. Uh, that that oftentimes in the NBA can be enough if you've got enough complementary pieces uh, shooting uh, around them and uh, you know finishing uh, layup opportunities. So I think I'm going to favor the Warriors, but I honestly am going to pick Warriors in seven. I think it's going to be that close of a series. I I believe that Harden and Chris Paul can can win a couple of games, each of them, through their play. And, and the Rockets' defense has improved significantly. Their defense is legit. And I think they're, uh, they're going to be able to uh, not stop the Warriors, but slow them down better than just about anybody in the NBA can. Uh, they've got the personnel. They've got the correct scheme. Uh, that's the thing. You know, the Spurs, over the past couple of years, trying to play the Warriors... Uh, they have gone to that switch-everything scheme, and it's been relatively effective for them defensively. Uh, but that's not something they do in practice consistently during the regular season. Whereas Houston, knowing they've got to go up against Golden State and combine that with that it works for their personnel, they've practiced and honed in on this switching scheme all season long 
so they're they're ready defensively for what they've got to do against the Warriors. It's just about execution at this point, and they're more well prepared to execute effectively than even those Spurs teams were, I would say. Uh, so this is going to be a fascinating series. I'm really excited for it. Uh, again, I would say, you know, if I could pick five things that uh, will will determine this series, one would be Steph Curry, of course, if he's, uh, you know, if he can't beat a, a guy like Capella in a switch, that's a problem for Golden State. That's going to cause, it's going to make their life a little bit more difficult on the offensive end. So his quickness and his knee, coming off that knee injury, uh, is going to be a factor. Of course, Eric Gordon for Houston, whether or not he's going to knock down enough shots and be that third playmaker, that third scorer that Houston needs him to be, is going to be crucial as well. Uh, the Warriors centers, of course, the likes of, uh, you know, Kavon Looney, you've got uh, JaVale McGee, you've got Zaza Pachulia, you have uh, Jordan Bell and David West, which guys are going to go out there and play, which are going to be in Steve Kerr's rotation, which guys are going to be effective in this series and how often is he going to have to resort to Draymond Green at center and how effective will that lineup be uh, is going to be another key factor and then you know Chris Paul and James Harden how uh, consistently great can they play can they bring it uh, you know for all seven games can they be consistent and you know that's one of the things in the, the past couple of years where the Houston has flamed out in the postseason it's been in large part because James Harden has been tired and uh, he's had to carry too much of the burden. Well, that's why you brought in Chris Paul so that you don't have that excuse anymore, James. So it'll be interesting to see if he uh, you know, is able to play at a consistently high level. He's had some great games against the Warriors in the past, so um, that's not really the question whether he will have some great games. It's just how many. And uh, the, honestly, Houston will need five if not six great games from their two stars uh, to uh, to be able to score enough really and and the other thing that I think will be interesting is what uh, what role players uh, uh, on these teams can can have as big of an impact you know for Golden State of course it's Livingston Iguodala uh, the likes of David West um, you know the David West and Nene matchup will be too, will be very interesting. Two old veteran guys that uh, have been solid and and really at times have been, uh, you know, at the very worst, the, their team's second best uh, big man. So uh, it'll be interesting to see you know who gets the better of that matchup. Of course, for Houston, can Luke Richard and Bob Mute and PJ Tucker uh, hit enough shots to? Uh, you know, because you know Golden State with Draymond Green and, and those guys, they're intelligent defensively. They're going to, to force those guys to hit shots. Can they hit enough of those um, to make Golden State pay for overhelping? It's, it's going to be fascinating. It's, it really is. Uh, I, I can't wait for it. It's, uh, you know, I, I'm about as excited as for this series as I was for that Golden State uh, Oklahoma City series in 2016, and those uh, you know those great Thunder Spurs series in those uh, you know from 2012 to 2014. All those series were fantastic as well. Uh, should be really really exciting. Hope you're looking forward to it as well. And again, Duncan Dynasty with Anthony Brown and I. Uh, um, there's a, there's a chance Anthony will be available for that game, uh, but otherwise I will be bringing it to you. 
again, doing uh, either radio play-by-play if I'm doing it solo or if, uh, if Anthony will be joining me. Uh, I'll be doing more of a TV broadcast. We'll be, uh, we'll be doing more of a conversational sort of thing, talking about what we're seeing and, and also giving occasional uh, you know, play-by-play and, and from a television perspective of the ball game. But uh, that should be fun. I look forward to that. I believe the game is scheduled for 9 o'clock Eastern Time next Wednesday, and that will be Game 2 of that series. So uh, it'll uh, it'll be intriguing drama regardless whether Houston blew Game One and now has to, has a must win in Game Two, or if uh, you know really the the underdog Houston Rockets were able to take take Game One, and uh, you know if they are able to win the first two of that series, you know teams that go up 2-0 are heavy favorites to uh, to advance. So uh, that should be very exciting. I hope I, uh, all of you that are listening here can uh, can come for that one as well. And hope you've been hope you've been enjoying uh, this episode uh, so far. And again, this is Duncan Dynasty. Uh, Anthony Brown and I, uh, two Ohio Northern grads, we met there and uh, have been talking basketball and been friends ever since. Uh, and we uh, we've done over 25 episodes at this point. So uh, if you haven't listened to any of our previous content, uh, please do so. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff that uh, is timeless. You can listen to it whenever. Uh, and it'll it'll still be relevant. Of course, we did uh, we did a whole couple of parts on the LeBron MJ uh, discussion, which uh, we may have to uh, go and update that uh, because of uh, LeBron's heroics these playoffs. Uh, he's made that uh, topic even more interesting than it was uh, just a few months ago. But but of course, still uh, still very relevant uh, and uh, timely to today's culture and. Uh, we've talked about how the game has changed. We've talked uh, various NBA what-ifs. Uh, we've talked to NBA and basketball-related movies. Uh, we've, done, uh, we've done a whole bunch of interesting stuff. We've talked about the NBA 2K uh, video game series. Uh, we did a couple of parts on that. Uh, we even broke down our own uh, ideas for how we would set up a, a control system if we were making the game ourselves. So uh, we got real nerdy on that. Uh, but... We've done we've done a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, we hope in the future, especially during the summer months, uh, maybe not to be um, doing an episode weekly, but maybe more like an episode every month. Uh, but doing something where uh, we we break down a classic NBA playoff series, where we go and watch it, and then we uh, we discuss it like uh, you know one that uh, we've had in mind for. Since we began, this uh, podcast is the 2002 Western Conference Finals between the Lakers and Kings. I have a vast NBA Classic Games uh, collection that uh, that we can look through and watch a lot of those games. So going through and breaking down some of those series that have been uh, some of the best in, in the history of the NBA would be fun to do as well. And Of course, if you guys have any suggestions, uh, you, can, you can, of course, uh, comment on uh, either Anthony or I's Facebook or Twitter accounts. Uh, and uh, give us some suggestions. We'd love to uh, to hear any recommendations, any uh, any comments, uh, whether it's uh, positive or negative. Well, we would love to hear. We're we're always trying to improve on the show. Uh, and you know, if you haven't yet, we would love if you could uh, subscribe to the show on iTunes. It's uh, it's under Duncan D U N K I N Dynasty D Y N A S T Y two words, uh, and uh, you should find it there in the uh, the iTunes store. And uh, you, or you can find us on uh, Spreaker.com under uh, either Garrett Bouguet or uh, 
under Duncan Dynasty. My name is spelled G-A-R-R-E-T-T-B-U-G-A-Y. So uh, if you could subscribe to our show, that would be uh, much appreciated. You'd give us a rating as well on iTunes. Uh, just uh, another way to show that you're uh, you're supporting the program. Uh, we, we greatly appreciate uh, all of you that are uh, that are listening in. I believe we've got just uh, just a few more minutes prior to uh, the the second half, but uh, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about uh, what I thought of the the Cavaliers Raptors series. Uh, I mentioned how the Raptors just didn't seem to have any idea what they were doing defensively. Uh, you know, a lot of miscommunications on the defensive end that allowed like guys like Kyle Korver and J.R. Smith to get wide open layups. Um, a lot of switching in which it wasn't really necessary. When LeBron had the basketball, you've got to make him, even though he's been shooting the ball well from three, uh, you got to make him knock down that shot as opposed to switch on a guy like C.J. Miles or a Fred Van Fleet or a Kyle Lowry onto him because uh, he has shown time and time again that he uh, will just annihilate those guys. Uh, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see whoever gets out of this series, and it's looking more and more like Boston is going to advance with a nine-point lead. Of course, Philadelphia still uh, can have something to say about that here in the second half, but uh, they're going to be playing a better defensive team than they've faced thus far, so it'll be interesting to see as uh, the second half is underway as Boston has the basketball going from right to left here to start the third quarter. Jalen Brown with the ball on the left elbow throws it to the free-throw line to Baines. Baines, guarded by Embiid, gets it to Horford. Horford on the block. Looked like he traveled. Puts up the shot. No good. Rebound and beat. He'll get it to Simmons. Simmons dribbles it to the top of the key. Finds Saric. Left wing three. Fakes it. Puts up the shot and he is fouled. And I believe the ref's going to call that a three-shot foul as Saric grabbing his shoulder there. Hopefully uh, for Dario it's just a stinger. As Horford uh, came... Rushing out as Saric was open in transition, able to not control himself. and Saric uh, getting three free throws here early on for Philadelphia, and that's a big boost given how Boston uh, ended that second quarter on that nice 8-0 run. Uh, Philly, uh, if they can get off to a good start here in the third, that can get their uh, confidence right back where it needs to be. First free throw is up. That one's off the back of the rim, no good. Again, Boston leading this series three games to one. They took the first three games, including the first two in Boston. Game two was a tight contest that went down to the wire, but the Celtics able to make a few more plays down the stretch. And then game three was a crazy one in Philadelphia, as, of course, the 76ers trying to take their first game at home in the series. But it took a Marco Bellinelli shot at the end of regulation just to send the game to overtime. And then Boston able to uh, to get the edge uh, by one in the extra session. Here's Tatum with the basketball. Fakes the three, gets to the free throw line. Now backs it out, guarded by Saric. Will go between the legs, gets to the paint, puts it up with the right hand. No good. Ball tapped out, picked up by Simmons. He's got a one-on-two transition opportunity. Hands it off to Redick. Fakes the three, finds a cutting Embiid who tries to get it to Saric. Ball deflected by Horford, picked up Embiid. Embiid to Redick, back to Embiid, throws it left side, Simmons. Simmons gets into the paint, puts up the right-handed shot, no good, rebound Baines. 
That's kind of uh, been the story for Ben Simmons. The Celtics just not giving him anything easy. Here comes Boston again attacking Redick on the block with Jalen Brown, but he loses the ball out of bounds. It will go back to Philadelphia. Been a really good strategy for the Celtics, really attacking uh, the mismatch there, the weak link on uh, on Boston or on Philly, just being ruthless in terms of attacking that mismatch. Simmons with the ball top of the key finds Sarich on the block. Sarich guarded by Tatum. Sarich getting double teamed along the baseline, throws it to Ben Simmons, gets to the paint, gets bumped by. Baines, ball on the floor, picked up by Sarich, gets it back to Simmons, one on the shot clock, he's passing it to nobody, didn't realize it, again, Ben Simmons continues to struggle, that was the one sign from game three that, or excuse me, game four that was a Philly win, that they didn't, they didn't to me seem like they figured out how to get Ben Simmons going, and and it seems like through, uh, through even one half of game five, they have still struggled to figure that out. Simmons again just trying to force his way to the basket through the likes of Aaron Baines and Al Horford. As Horford trying to get it into Baines, a bad pass there, picked off by the Sixers. Here comes Simmons. He'll hand it off to Sarich, who fakes the three right side Embiid. Embiid into the corner to McConnell. McConnell dribbles into the paint, kicks it left wing to Redick. His three ball is no good. Rebound Baines. Baines will hand it off to Rogier, throws it right corner to Jalen Brown, fakes the three. Dribbles into the paint now on the left elbow. Fadeaway is good. Jalen Brown has just been excellent tonight and in throughout these playoffs when he's been healthy. And the Celtics lead back up to nine. Simmons walks it up into the front court again. Not something you'd like to see out of the Sixers already slowing down the pace. Here's Reddick coming off a screen. Top of the key, 18-footer is good. J.J. Reddick making it a 63-56 game. Reddick really you could say, has been the most consistent 76er all series long. Horford with the basketball, top of the key, pressured by Sarich, throws it right side to Rozier. Rozier drives past McConnell, gets into the paint, can't finish. Ball poked out to Tatum. Tatum left corner, Rozier three, no good. Another offensive rebound for the Celtics. This will be another open three for Brown, and he nails it. You give the Celtics three or four shots on the possession, and they're eventually going to knock one down, and the lead is back to 10. And that is a timeout from Philadelphia. 9.08 to go in the third. Not a great start to the quarter for the 76ers. It already appears the likes of Embiid and Simmons are tired out there. Simmons walking the ball up the court, and Embiid not able to box out and allowing those offensive rebounds. Again, Philadelphia with their backs against the wall really need to step up here and uh, make something happen. Otherwise, their season will be over. You just can't help but be very impressed with the likes of uh, with the likes of uh, Embiid or excuse me, of of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. They just are are just really excellent. And at their their young age, it's just been uh, mighty fun to watch. Not only the, the confidence, but the aggressiveness, the, the belief, and uh, you know, recognizing when they've got an uh, advantage matchup and, and just attacking, just being ruthless 
I had a slight technical difficulty here as uh, my feed. I'm watching this game off of the PlayStation View. Uh, it was showing a little buffering, but uh, so I will try to keep you in mind in terms of uh, trying to synchronize with me. If you were uh, if you're right in line with me, I might be a little bit off now as we're looking at Golden Corral commercial here. But uh, as soon as the uh, the action comes back, I will let you know. Again, I believe you should be able to, uh, if you can, either, hopefully you have uh, DVR capabilities wherever you're watching this uh, from, and and I believe you could uh, even pause my feed as well and then just start it back up. But, you know, Ben Simmons, his struggles... uh, you know, throughout the entire season, people were wondering, oh, the guy can't shoot. Is it ever going to come back to bite him? And throughout the entire regular season and even the first round, it, it didn't. He was able to to uh, play through that and just play fast and, and get to the bucket anyway. But the Celtics have just done such a good job, not only in transition of putting multiple bodies in front of Simmons to not give him any lanes, but in the half court as well to lay off him just enough uh, and have the size of guys that he can't push around. Uh, and, you know, that has really caused him problems. And, uh, you know, he doesn't have much of a floater game as of yet in his arsenal. As we are back now, we're looking at Terry Rozier. Now we're seeing the wide court as Ben Simmons throws it up top to Embiid over right side to McConnell. McConnell left wing to Simmons, guarded by Horford, throws it in the corner to Reddick. Reddick finds Simmons on the cut, gets to the basket, puts up the right-handed shot off the glass, Looked like he did a 180 in the process. Really, really impressive move there from Simmons. Horford dribbling it over the timeline into the front court. Throws it right wing to Tatum. Tatum guarded by Simmons. Looking for Brown. Now we'll get a screen from Horford. Dribbling. Now still guarded by Simmons. Five on the shot clock. Will fade away to his right for three. And he is fouled by Ben Simmons. Bad foul there. It was pretty solid defense. All possession from the Sixers. And then you bail out Tatum, and he'll get three free throws. I mean, these uh, these highlight real shots there uh, that Simmons is knocking down off the glass, spinning around. Uh, those are the shots that the Celtics again are happy to live with. If, if Simmons is able to hit twenty of those, they'll you know they'll shake his hand and say congratulations. But uh, they have really limited the easy opportunities for him. And again, by playing a big man on him and mostly playing him straight up. They haven't allowed him to uh, really make things easier for his teammates either. So Simmons' impact and value in this series has uh, has not been as positive as, as you would have hoped for how good he played in the regular season and in that first round against Miami. As one of the two free throws goes down for the Celtics, or excuse me, uh, yes, one of the two, as Redick on the left wing, Throws it to Embiid. Embiid tried to get it back to Redick, but the pass was off the mark. Again, Embiid and Simmons have just uh, have not played good enough in this series. It's as, it's really as simple as that. Here's Rozier with the basketball up top to Tatum. A Euro step. Tries to shoot it over Embiid. No. Baines with the offensive rebound to Brown. Now right corner Tatum to the Baines in the post. He'll back down on Simmons. A beautiful shot fake, and he goes the up and under and lays it up and in. 
Simmons again just kind of parting ways there and allowing Baines the easy layup. Here's Reddick with the basketball coming off his screen. His shot no good. Rebound Sarich. He puts it up no, and he draws the foul. Seems like a very big rebound there from Sarich as this game seems to potentially be getting away from the Sixers just a little bit. They seem just a little out of sync. Sarich with an opportunity to try to cut this lead back down to single digits as they trail by 11 with 7.41 to go in the third. As we've got a, a stoppage in the game here momentarily. Not sure exactly what it is yet. Oh, we've got, uh, I believe, Aaron Baines seems to have uh, maybe have some blood. Looked like Simmons maybe hit him with his right arm prior to the shot fake. But really, I mean, if you look at uh, that matchup, I mean, when, when Aaron Baines has guarded Ben Simmons, he's done a pretty good job. And when the, the opposite has happened, you, you look at that play and Simmons just kind of uh, allows Baines to get where he wants to go. So... That's uh, that's a major problem, and one of the one of the reasons why having a jump shot, at least even just a 15 footer, is so crucial. So teams can't cover you with guys like Aaron Baines. As the first free throw from Sarich is up and in. 69-59 with 7:41 to go in the third. Baines with 11 points, nine rebounds on five of seven shooting. Really solid performance from Baines. Second free throw from Sarich is up and in. Sarge has had a decent game from what I've seen. He's still continuing to bring it, but again, the best players on Philadelphia just have to step up. Rogier with the basketball throws it left side to Jason Tatum. Tatum gets double teamed, finds Horford on the cut. Right hand jump hook, that one's offline. Rebound, Embiid. He'll get it to Simmons, who will push the tempo. Simmons hands it off to Reddick. He'll fake the three. Back to Simmons, cutting to the basket. He lays it up and in, and uh, looks like he's going to be called for traveling. So the shot will not count. Kind of surprised that was called, to be completely honest. It looked almost like uh, two and a half steps. He might have taken a step just after he caught it. But generally, the refs let that one go. Rogier with the basketball throws it right corner to Brown. Bobbles it and loses it again. That's a second time here in the third that Brown has just uh, lost possession of the basketball. Simmons with it, top of the key, guarded by Horford, throws it left side to Sarich, looking on the block to Embiid. Guarded by Baines, he'll face up. He spins baseline, shot fake, puts up the right hand jump hook, gets it to go, plus the foul. A beautiful array of moves there from Embiid, the spin and the shot fake. As, uh, this is something you would expect, especially since the Celtics have played Embiid one-on-one -on -one pretty much the entire series. You'd expect Embiid to feast on the likes of Baines and Horford. Uh, he was one of the better post players in the NBA during the regular season, but in this series has just not been very good. Free throw goes down, makes it 69-63. to So a, a big stretch there from Philly. That This 5-0 run, I think, was pretty crucial because you could see the wheels coming off the bus there momentarily. Here's Smart with the basketball left wing. Jalen Brown, three ball is good once again. Jalen Brown continues to shoot lights out. From the three-point line, 72-63, Boston's lead back up to nine. 
Here's Embiid, hands it to McConnell, left side Sarich. Sarich drives baseline up top. Redick fakes the three, throws it to McConnell. McConnell finds a cutting Sarich. He'll drive in, loses the basketball. It'll be off of the Celtics and with the Sixers with nine on the shot clock. Good ball movement, though, from Philadelphia, really making the Celtics work defensively. That's the kind of stuff that you'd like to see more often from them. Ball inbounded to Redick in the right corner to Embiid. Right wing three, that one's short. Rebound Horford. Horford gets fouled by Sarge. Again, another just frustration foul that, uh, again, can cost your team some points, especially if Boston gets into the bonus later in this quarter. Again, you can you can see uh, you can see this game going in a couple of directions here. Again, nine point lead if it gets uh, you know into the double digits, and Boston can kind of expand on this. You can see this getting away from Philadelphia, but you can also see Philadelphia getting right back into it with a couple of good possessions. As Anderson to the ball game for the 76ers, Smart throws it out to Horford. Horford free throw line. Baines fakes Embiid, gets to the paint. Embiid blocks him, but he draws the foul and then pushes Baines after the play. And it looks like uh, Embiid is going to be called for a technical foul. I mean, that's just kind of the defense that uh, you would not expect from the guy that uh, was in contention for Defensive Player of the Year. May still win it. I think it'll be Rudy Gobert. But, uh, you know, you just you just don't expect him to fall for a pump fake by Aaron Baines at the free throw line. Like, uh, that's just not something you should do. And yes, he may have gotten that one pretty close to clean up top, but there was a little bit of contact. And again, when you're coming from behind in that scenario and you've fallen for the pump fake, you're putting yourself in position where a foul might be called on you. Of course, his athleticism allows him to recover extremely well, but uh, you know you shouldn't be getting behind Aaron Baines on a drive in the first place. The free, technical free throw goes, so the lead now up to 10. Again, another couple of free throws coming for Baines here to extend the lead potentially to 12 as we're just about halfway through this third quarter. The second free throw, uh, the first from the foul, is uh, up and in. So the Celtics lead now 74-63. It's very much danger time for the 76ers as all three go in for Baines, and it's a 12-point lead for the Celtics, and we've got a timeout as the Sixers will talk things over, a crucial stretch coming up, as uh, this one might be getting away from them, as uh, we could be looking at uh, the Celtics and the Cavaliers in a potential Eastern Conference Finals. Speaking of that, uh, that is something that, uh, you know, I would be interested in talking about a little bit, is... uh, um, I'll break down kind of both matchups, regardless of how this plays out. Of course, I believe by next Wednesday, this series will definitely be over. I believe a Game 7 of this series, if it gets there, would be scheduled for this upcoming Sunday. So an Eastern Conference Finals will be starting by the time I do another episode next Wednesday, uh, which as of now will be the the Game 2 of the Western Conference Finals. But in the event that the Celtics and Cavaliers play each other, uh, I think one thing that... uh, that uh, anyone that's really optimistic about the Celtics' chances uh, needs to consider is that they still don't have anybody that can actually guard LeBron James. Now, uh, they've got a couple of different options than they had 
in previous years when LeBron kind of ran through them. Uh, of course, Marcus Morris is on the team now. They traded Avery Bradley for him. And he's, uh, you know, as good as Bradley is defensively, Morris is, you know, just with his size, has a lot better opportunity of guarding LeBron and actually making him work a little bit. And, uh, you know, the guy that the, that the Celtics threw on, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, in that series against the Bucks, uh, Semi Ojale is a brick wall and a, and a pretty strong guy, decent size as well. So he's another option. And Jalen Brown, uh, you know, would be probably option number three, although... I haven't liked the way he's looked on LeBron in in previous years. So they have some options, but uh, the simple fact is the Celtics have have done a lot of good things defensively, in large part because they haven't double-teamed. And uh, they've been able to successfully avoid double-teaming Giannis and avoid double-teaming Ben Simmons, in large part because they lack perimeter games. And, uh, you know, they're not... As good as they are, and as good as Giannis is, he's a, he's a much superior transition offensive player than he is in the half court. And, you know, when these games get into the half court, which uh, a lot of the playoffs do, the Celtics have done a good job defensively against both of those guys. But LeBron is a whole different animal, and uh, I just don't see them being able to do anything uh, remotely like stopping LeBron if they play him one-on-one. And as soon as you send double teams against a guy of LeBron James's caliber, especially with his passing ability, that opens up everything uh, for everybody else. Another good sign for the Cavaliers is Kevin Love picked up his game uh, in that Toronto series. He looked really bad versus Indiana, uh, but looked r- really comfortable and good against the Raptors. And also George Hill's health, you know, a key factor in why Indiana was able to be in that series was because the Cavs had to resort to either playing Jose Calderon or no point guards at all. And, uh, you know, having George Hill as that stabilizing presence at point uh, was was huge for Cleveland in that sweep of Toronto. So uh, Boston, you know, their offense has been surprisingly good in these playoffs, but, you know, they've won through their defense and they're just not going to be able to defend at this level Uh, like they have against Philly and Milwaukee against LeBron James because LeBron is just too good. As we're back now, as Embiid has the basketball for the 76ers, backing down on Baines, turns over the left shoulder and puts up the right-hand jump hook. It's good. So lead back down to 10 now. Justin Anderson still in the ballgame for Philly. He's kind of a guy that uh, they've used as just a physical presence as he bumps Marcus Smart and fouls him. And again, I think, uh, you know, for Philadelphia, especially if you're trying to erase a 10-point deficit, the last thing you want to do is put the Celtics into a bonus with just boneheaded fouls like that where you just push a guy from behind for no reason. Jalen Brown, far sideline. Will Imbatta gets it into Baines. Baines to Rozier. Rozier finds a curling Marcus Smart, picks it up at the free throw line, back to Rozier. He fakes the three. Guarded by Anderson, nine on the shot clock, will drive past him. Anderson, with good hands, strips it away, picked up by Embiid. Good hustle there, getting on the floor from Anderson. He gets the Sixers the basketball. Simmons, dribbling to the free throw. I was going to say he was getting bumped several times from Brown. Finally, they call it. If you're going to call uh, you know, the fouls on the other end, you gotta, you got to call it both ways. That time they did. Brown just, uh, again, a little over-aggressive. And Boston, you know, now is in the bonus. So those couple of fouls that Philadelphia had that were kind of bonehead plays earlier in this quarter and just a few minutes ago or a few seconds ago from Anderson uh, might come back and bite them here as the Celtics will shoot free throws every foul from here on out. 
McConnell getting it into Embiid on the right block. Embiid facing up on Horford. He'll back down again. Turns, spins baseline, puts it up. No, but he is fouled, and he'll go to the line. Those are the kind of assertive moves you'd like to see from Embiid where you can tell he's got a plan, he's got a strategy instead of just kind of aimlessly backing his way towards the basket. Embiid, again at the line, will shoot the first one. That one's up and good. Has an opportunity. He's cut the lead now to single digits, an opportunity to make it an eight-point game. Again, a big stretch for Philly. You don't want to see, uh, if you're a Sixers fan, you don't want to see them get down double digits heading into the fourth. It would be a very unlikely situation for them to win that ball game if that's the case. So, with five minutes left in the third, we'll see what happens. Is it still at eight? Is it closer for Philly, or is it uh, have Boston expanded the lead? Rozier with the basketball, getting a screen from Horford, dribbles over to the right side. Now up top, left wing to Brown. Brown dribbling with his right hand, crosses over, gets left of the lane, puts it up off the glass and in. Kind of just bullied through Ben Simmons. Simmons might have even gotten a piece of the ball on that drive, but Brown with the strength to finish over him. And the Celtics lead back up to 10. Brown with 18 on 8 of 9 shooting from the field. Saric up top to McConnell onto the block to Simmons. Simmons guarded by Morris. Backing down. Will take a deep right-hand jump hook. That one's well off the mark. That's just not a good shot, and Simmons has not developed that shot. Here's Brown. He'll cross over on Simmons. Gets into the paint, and he is fouled. Ben Simmons, again, just getting blown by on that possession. Again, that's where the fatigue comes in or maybe just a, a little bit of the frustration. Misses the shot. And then, uh, you know, this is actually three straight possessions where Brown scores over Simmons, even though it was pretty solid defense from Ben. Then on the other end, he takes a bad, you know, jump hook from about 14 feet, misses it. And then just Brown blows by Simmons on the drive and draws the foul. But talking more about that as they're looking to replay here, talking more about that potential Celtics-Cavs series, uh, you know, looking at the Celtics offensively, you know, uh, prior to the playoffs, we would have said they would have no chance to score on Cleveland, even if even considering the Cavs are bad defensively. But looking at how the Celtics play offensively now, uh, you know, with the way the likes of Rozier and Brown and Tatum have played on the offensive end of the floor, uh, they can attack mismatches, and, you know, if Cleveland comes out there with Kyle Korver on the floor, uh, you know, the Boston's going to attack him. They're going to find ways to, uh, you know, even a, even a J.R. Smith, I think, is exploitable on the defensive end. Kevin Love is a guy you can attack. Uh, so there, there's multiple weaknesses like they've attacked here in this series against the likes of Redick and Bellinelli. The Cavs, uh, you know, equally have some weaknesses on that end of the floor that, that Boston can exploit. And their players have played all at a really high level that, uh, that as a defense, you don't want uh, Jalen Brown attacking a Bellinelli or a Redick. Or, or, you know, for Cleveland, you probably don't want to see Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum match up against Corver. That, uh, you know, would not be a good outcome generally for the Cavs on a consistent basis defensively. Brown's first free throw is up and in. The Celtics lead back up to 11. Second one is up, and that one's well short. Rebound McConnell. McConnell will jog it up into the front court. 
Simmons out of the ballgame now for Philly. McConnell throws it right corner to Anderson. And it looks like we've got a foul off the ball on Boston, which will lead to free throws. Marcus Smart called for the personal. But considering I, I picked Milwaukee in six against Boston, I thought that was going to be a really tight series. Uh, but Boston ended up prevailing in seven. And then I picked Philadelphia in four, which again, probably should not project uh, a sweep in any series. Sweeps are just unlikely. And, you know, even the sweep that did happen, the Cavs over the Raptors, there were a couple of games that required, you know, essentially last-second shots uh, for the Cavs to to win that series uh, in a, in four games. So even that, uh, you know, I, I felt pretty good about picking the Cavs in six in that series because the Raptors did compete in a couple of those games. Uh, Rozier with the basketball up top, throws it right side to Brown. Brown guarded by Anderson, eight on the shot clock. Anderson pressing up. Brown drives past him. Right corner, Morris, three ball. That one rattles out. Marcus Smart with the rebound, but he throws it to McConnell. Now the Sixers have a five-on-four break. Here's a beautiful pass to Saric, and he is fouled on his way to the rim as Jalen Brown got him from behind. Nice pass there from McConnell on the transition break. But yeah, after after predicting both teams to beat Boston and uh, beat them easier than uh, than a lot of people even would have expected, I, uh, I I no longer am going to underestimate Boston even in a series against Cleveland. I think they can make things difficult for the Cavaliers, uh, and and I think they can make things, especially offensively, uh, they should be able to make things as difficult uh, as the Pacers did. I mean, they've got better defensive talent than Indiana does, and Frankly, I think their coaching is better than the Pacers, and they can look at that series and study it and figure out uh, what they could do to slow down the, the Cleveland's offense. That was another frustrating thing about the Toronto Raptors is uh, the free throws go down for Saric, is they just didn't seem to learn anything from the, what the Pacers did. As a drive by Morris, a great contest from Embiid. Morris knocks it off of Saric and out of bounds, though it will remain with the Celtics. I mean, the fact that Toronto really didn't take any lessons from what Indiana did and, and try to uh, use those things just seemed silly and inexcusable from a coaching staff. As Marcus Smart did something where he uh, he looked like he was about to make a pass and then uh, ended up not changing his mind mid-pass and then caught his own pass, and that uh, obviously is a violation. So the Sixers will get it. 3.27 to go in the third quarter. McConnell throws it left side to Saric. Saric throws it to the block to Embiid. Embiid against Horford will spin baseline and another foul. This has been a uh, third quarter filled with personal fouls from both teams. And Embiid will go back to the line to cut into this eight-point lead. Again, a good little stretch here from Philadelphia. The lead had gotten up to, to 12 points and now they're going to try to cut in that in half and get it to six with a couple of free throws here. First one is no good as Embiid uh, tried to will that one in by leaning to the right. They're showing that clip from, from game four where Embiid was talking trash to Morris and Morris kept just flashing that the series is three to, n- three to nil. As the second free throw for Embiid is down, 
And it's 78-71, 3.15 to go in the third. Celtics' lead is at 7. Marcus Smart dribbling along the right elbow, hands it off to Horford on the left side. He's got Redick on him, backs him into the paint, right-hand jump hook, no good. Fight for the rebound. Covington picks it up for the 76ers. He'll get it to McConnell. McConnell finds Sarich. Right wing three ball is good. A huge three from Dario Sarich. And the Celtics lead is down to four. A big run for Philadelphia. And surprisingly, maybe not so surprisingly, this run has come with Simmons on the bench. We got another timeout here. But uh, I genuinely think the Celtics could make things difficult for the Cavaliers. But the other thing, too, is I think... Uh, you know, the Celtics aren't going to be able to hold down Cleveland's offense like they have been with uh, with Philly and Milwaukee just because LeBron is a much more complete player than the guys they've slowed down in the first couple of series. And it's interesting, the, the comparison between Giannis and Ben Simmons, and I obviously think Giannis is a far superior player at this point than Simmons is, but both of those guys, their main weakness is the inability to shoot the basketball. Uh, and Boston, you know, has a really great defense to, you know, expose that weakness, unlike most teams. And uh, that that comes through having size, intelligence, good coaching, and really good transition defense, too. You know, Boston doesn't prioritize the offensive glass, so they get back in transition and stop those guys that rely so much on that aspect of the game. As we're back now from commercial, Sarich again playing well in this game five. He was good in game four. That was a big sign, and uh, and uh, they're showing this exactly. Uh, in the first three games, 37 points on 13 of 35. In the last two, he's scored more than that, 43 on 14 of 27 from the field. So Saric's play, of course, has been critical for the Sixers all season. He's been one of their best players, and uh, he's stepped up over the last couple of games. Smart walks it up into the front court, guarded by Redick. Throws it left side to Tatum. Tatum awaiting a screen from Horford. Tatum gets double teamed. Throws it to Smart. Smart gets into the free throw line. Tries to throw it out to Morris, but the pass was off the mark. And it's out of bounds. Back to the Sixers. So TJ McConnell handling the point guard duties. Guarded by Rozier. He'll find Redick on the cut. Has the ball poked away. Here's Smart in transition for Boston. He'll find Rozier. Right wing three. No good. Rebound Embiid. Smart has done such a good job of, uh, whether it's hold, through holding or whatever, uh, stopping Redick on those cuts. Here's Embiid with a basketball. Fakes the three, drives in on Horford. Is on the block now. Will back down, gets double teamed. Kicks it out to Redick, but again, the pass is awful. It's at his feet and out of bounds. A couple really bad passes. Marcus Smart uh, in transition a couple of possessions ago through one. Uh, at the feet of his offensive player and out of bounds, and that time Embiid not able to handle the trap very well. Smart hands it off to Tatum at the Boston logo, guarded by Covington. He goes right past him, gets into the paint, kicks it out right corner. Morris fakes the three drives baseline. His 18-footer is good. It rattled in and back out and then back in. Celtics lead at 80-74, to 74, a minute 45 to go in the third. McConnell dribbling with the right hand, spins into the paint, puts it up off the glass. No, Embiid with the offensive rebound gets fouled, can't get it to go, but he'll go to the line. He throws his hands in the air, wondering how that didn't fall. But McConnell again aggressively attacking the basket, drawing a couple of defenders and opening up that offensive rebounding opportunity. 
And again, that's something that McConnell has been able to do that, frankly, Simmons has not. One thing people have criticized about the Sixers' strategy in this series, and you know, I, I kind of agree with it, is they haven't gone to more pick-and-roll with Simmons. I think that's something that could open things up, especially given that the Celtics are playing you know, bigger, slower guys. If you can screen them and make them work around a screen, Simmons might be able to use his speed and get around them. But just isolating him and trying to get him to beat them when they don't respect his jumper at all is just a little bit too tough of a task. As uh, Embiid knocks down one of the two free throws, it's 80-75, to 75, a minute and a half to go in this third quarter. Rozier dribbles over to the left wing, drives past McConnell, puts it up off the glass. That one's over the backboard, but a foul on TJ. And Rozier will go to the line for two. Rozier doing that classic, he'll drive, and then as soon as he feels contact, just throw it up. And he gets the benefit of the call. Rozier, these playoffs averaging over 18 points a game, 40% from three and over six assists. He's just been terrific. And, you know, for for the Celtics, of course, losing the likes of Kyrie Irving and his 23-plus points per game, you need to make that up somehow. Well, Rozier averaging about 18 makes up a big chunk of that. And then getting extra production from the likes of Brown and Tatum, you know, you... They, they've been able to make up for Kyrie's uh, offense that uh, they lose when he's off the floor. Ilyasova drives into the paint, lobs it up to Embiid, and he slams it home. That was close to offensive goaltending as the ball was nearly over the rim as he slammed that one home, but he gets credit for it. It's 82-77. Embiid with 23-11 and 11 in the quarter. Here's Jason Tatum dribbling left, loses the ball momentarily, picks it back up, pressured by Embiid. He's at the logo now, top of the key, going between the legs, crosses over, drives into the paint, blocked by Embiid. A beautiful defensive play, Embiid pressuring up on the perimeter man and staying with him as he drove to the basket. Four on the shot clock, I believe, for Boston as they get into Rozier. Rozier guarded by Embiid, he'll try to put it up over him, and he nearly hit it. It was off the rim, out of bounds, it will go to Philadelphia. The fact that he even got rim on that was surprising considering how well Embiid pressured Rozier on that uh, end-of-shot-clock situation. 50 seconds to go in the quarter. Philadelphia with a basketball trailing by five. They've done a good job the last couple of minutes to cut into this lead. Embiid, top of the key, throws it inside to Ilyasova. He catches it and puts it up and in. He had a smaller man on him fronting the post. Embiid with a beautiful delivery. And it's all of a sudden a three-point game. 36 on the game clock, 20 on the shot clock. Here's Smart. He'll drive on Reddick, gets into the paint, draws the foul on Embiid, and he'll go to the line. Another thing you don't tend to uh, see from Embiid too often is uh, him leaving his feet and uh, getting caught in the air. He is a good shot blocker, but he's often shown great discipline throughout the year. A lot of times I feel like him leaving his feet is just a sign of sign of a little bit of fatigue there. As Smart will go back to the line and Embiid will take a rest here for the final 31.4. Smart's free throw is up and in. Saric will sub in for Embiid. Actually, no, they're, they're going to bring Embiid back into the ballgame. It looked like he was going to check out momentarily. It might just be he needed uh, another mask. He's been alternating between those masks uh, throughout the series whenever one gets scuffed or 
he feels a, a bit of a fog, but doesn't even appear that he has the visor on in tonight's game, so that's some progress. The second free throw, no good, and Ogilang nearly comes up with a rebound, and the Sixers, a couple of guys thought they were going to grab it, neither did. Here comes Redick. He's going to take the deep three from the right corner and nail it. J.J. Redick knocking it down and makes it 83-82. A little bit surprising he was that excited to shoot the basketball because it looked like they could run down most of the clock, but I guess if you can get the three off and hit it, you might as well. So it's a one-point game, 15 on the game clock. Here's Smart right wing, dribbling along the baseline, guarded by McConnell. Beautiful spin move, finds Baines, left corner three. That one's off. Rebound by Reddick. Here comes McConnell, three on the game clock. He's got a chance here. He'll pull up from the right elbow, and that one rattles out. That would have given the Sixers the lead at the end of three, but a great run in the last six minutes of the quarter. Philadelphia right back in it. It's the Celtics 83 and the Sixers 82. We're heading to the fourth quarter with the Sixers season on the line. It's exciting stuff here in Boston. Again, I'm just going to say that the, a big part of that run was with Ben Simmons on the bench. I think uh, for a lot of this series, unfortunately, the Sixers have been better uh, with Simmons not out on the floor. And I think that's uh, you know been true in this ballgame as well. Ben Simmons in this one, minus 12 in his 22 minutes, 6 of 11 from the field, 12.7 rebounds, and just two assists. You know, his assist numbers are down as well because, again, the, the, the Celtics are happily playing him one-on-one, not allowing him to get off and, uh, you know, play his game where he's getting everyone else involved. And you look at McConnell, they're plus 10 in his 29 minutes. McConnell's played seven more minutes than Simmons. That's probably a good adjustment on behalf of Brett Brown. But uh, it's, uh, it's real interesting to see. And, of course, you know, Ben Simmons has the respect of his coach, and I imagine the coach isn't going to, sit Ben Simmons, but frankly, if the if the team continues to play well without him, I think you should. I think you should continue to, to leave Ben Simmons off the floor, especially in the event that the Sixers uh, continue to to not only come back to this ballgame, but theoretically here in the first couple of minutes of the fourth, take the lead. Sarge with 18 points and 6 rebounds on 5 of 10 shooting. Uh, he's been really impressive and beat has been a lot better in this ball game, especially offensively. Uh, really taking advantage inside. 8 of 12 from the field, 23 points, 3 blocks, 9 rebounds, 3 assists. Uh, you know, other than maybe game 1, this has probably been Embiid's best game of the series. J.J. Uh, Redick with 11 points, 4 of 8 shooting. T.J. McConnell, 9 points, 6 assists on 4 of 6 from the field. Uh, the... Uh, the bench for the Sixers hasn't come up with much. They've got nine points total. Bellinelli just three in 11 minutes, one of two from the field. Covington, he's got uh, uh, two points, one of three shooting, five rebounds. And Ilyasova just four points on two for seven from the field. So Philly not getting the bench production they normally get, but again, the likes of Saric and Embiid have been, uh, have been pretty good. And, of course, McConnell, uh, normally a bench guy, has... Uh, has been moved into the starting lineup and doing a solid job there. For Boston, Terry Rozier has had a rough night, uh, especially from two. He's three for eight from downtown, but over 
four from the two point uh, from inside the arc. Uh, he's got 13 points. Uh, Aaron Baines, 5 of 8 from the field, 13 points, 9 rebounds. Really solid performance from him. Al Horford, 9 points, 5 rebounds, 3 steals. Uh, and Jason Tatum, 6 of 10 from the field. Jalen Brown, 8 of 9. Both of those guys have been excellent as we're back from commercial. We're seeing an advertisement here with the TNT logo. American Express. As we are now back to seeing the skyline here in Boston. And now we're back to the floor view. Here's a play. Gets Redick a wide open three from the right side. No good. And we're going to have a push off on Ilya Sova. It'll be Celtics basketball. Marcus Smart, 10 points. Two for five from the field. Six of nine from the, the free throw line. Plus eight overall. And Baines, despite his impressive numbers, still minus four for the game. Uh, he's a guy that, uh, even when he plays well, I think the Celtics are just a little bit better, uh, playing a little bit smaller. As Jalen Brown with a jumper at the free throw line, he nails it. So Brown continues his hot shooting. He's been on fire all night. Redick with the three, hands it off to Simmons. Left wing Ilyasova, wide open. He hit it this time. He's had a couple of really good looks. That time he gets it to go. And we are knotted up at 85. Here's Smart with the basketball. Top of the key, guarded by Redick, throws it left side to Brown. Brown guarded by Saric. He'll pull up from 21. No good. Rebound, Redick. First bad shot you've really seen from Jalen Brown of this ballgame. Here's Covington, top of the key, three. Off the back of the rim, fight for the rebound. It's going to be a foul on Covington as he hit Jason Tatum on that one. Again, the struggles for Covington continue. Just has been... Really tough for a guy that uh, was one of the key cogs in those Sixers on this Sixers team all season long. Good shooter, good defender, just uh, you know seems to be lacking offensive confidence right now. Here's Smart finds Horford right corner. Jalen Brown three. That one's good. A big shot from Jalen Brown as he's got another three to go. 88-85, Boston up by three. Here's Redick with the basketball, gets a screen from Saric. Crosses over, gets into the paint, puts it up off the glass. No, rebound Saric. He'll lay it up. No, he gets fouled, and he gets sandwiched by a couple of Celtics. And then uh, it looked like uh, Marcus Morris then sat on his face at the end of that play. That was uh, not pleasant, but Saric appears to be all right. Marcus Smart kind of undercut Saric on the play as he uh, was fouled by Morris, and then that just exacerbated the contact. So Saric with two from the line to try to cut the lead back down to one. Ben Simmons is back on the floor for Philadelphia, so again, they've... They've already lost, uh, or excuse me, they uh, after that free throw, they've lost this quarter by one. But it'll be interesting to see, for the moment, Ben Simmons is in the ballgame here in the fourth if uh, Philadelphia wins or loses the that little battle. Second free throw from Saric is good. It's 88-87, Boston leading by one. Smart with the ball, dribbling it into the front court, guarded by Redick. Saric now with 20 on the night. Here is Smart gets a screen from Horford, throws the lob to Horford, and uh, we've got a whistle, I believe, off the ball. Horford not able to convert on that lob, but it was a great pass from Smart. But it looks like uh, it was a hold on Redick, which 
he can't be happy about because uh, he probably feels like Smart has held him on numerous occasions off the ball trying to get open. Simmons switches with Reddick and now guards Smart at the top of the key. He'll get a screen from Horford. He'll drive in. Switched on to by Ilyasova. Puts it up off the glass. No good. Rebound Saric. He'll get it to Simmons. Here's a transition opportunity. Simmons fires it. Reddick left wing three. That one's short. Fight for the rebound. Tatum tips it to Smart. Smart dribbling along the left sideline. Throws the lob up to Brown. A beautiful pass. Catches it. And we've got a foul on the floor. Beautiful touch on that pass from Smart. Throwing it from half court all the way under the basket as uh, Brown had a smaller defender on his hip. 10.03 to go in the ballgame. Celtics clinging to a one-point lead. Again, it was Redick draped on uh, Jalen Brown. The ball inbounded to Morris. Throws it left side to Smart. Smart again looking for Brown on the block. Finds him. Puts it up off the glass. No, gets his own rebound. Puts it up, but he is fouled. So again, the Celtics continuing to go after the likes of J.J. Redick on the defensive end. And Smart will earn a trip to the free throw line. And already, the Celtics are in the bonus. So Philadelphia, a little foul happy in the second half, and Boston for the last 10 minutes of the quarter will shoot free throws. First one is up, that one's off the mark. The way he's been shooting tonight, that one's a little bit surprising to see him miss that one wide right. Second free throw. is no good as well. So Brown missing a pair from the charity stripe. Ben Simmons finds Covington right wing three. He finally gets a three to go. And it's a big shot as the Sixers now retake the lead 90-88. to That's great to see if you're a Sixers fan. It's got to be a sigh of relief for Covington. Here's Tatum with a basketball driving on Covington and he is fouled. And again, as I said, Boston already in the penalty so they will go to the line. Covington not happy with that call. Tatum's first free throw is up and good. Philadelphia, if they want to win this ball game, they've got to avoid committing fouls here. Play tough, hard-nosed defense without uh, without committing the fouls, though, because Boston will live at the stripe. The second free throw is good, and we are knotted up at 90. Nine and a half to go in the ballgame. We've got a great game here in game five. Simmons looking for Ilyasova on the block. Turns over his right shoulder, throws up a prayer, but he is fouled. Looks like Simmons was called, or excuse me, Jason Tatum fouled him. They were wondering maybe if Ilyasova was in the paint for a little bit too long as uh, he posted up there and was there for at least a couple seconds. So Ursan Ilyasova at the at the line to try to give the Sixers the lead again. First one is up and in. He was a guy that was just absolutely terrific for them in that series against Miami. He's had some ups and downs in this series, and there's Marco Bellinelli, who was also great against the Heat. But both of those uh, buyout uh, guys that they acquired at the trade deadline have uh, have really helped them especially here in these playoffs. Rozier with the basketball as Philly leads it by two. 
He's dribbling to the top of the key, throws it left side to Brown, back to Rozier, guarded by Ilyasova, eight in the shot clock. He crosses over, gets right of the lane, has the ball poked away, picked up by Saric. Saric will dribble to his left hand, gets into the front court, hands it off to Simmons. Simmons finds Covington, left wing, thought about the three. Then, looks like he lost the ball momentarily, found Saric under the basket, puts it up and in off the glass. Looks like the Sixers might have gotten away with a couple of travels there as Covington looked to pass it, but then uh, decided against it and caught his own pass. But they let him get away with it. Here's Boston with a basketball. Tatum at the free throw line. Hands it back to Morris. Morris will drive into the paint. Blocking foul on Ilyasova as Morris put up the shot. Didn't get it to go, but he will go to the line. Crazy sequence there. As, uh, yeah, both uh, Robert Covington, who, again, looked like he hesitated, didn't want to make the pass, caught it, and then then made the pass as he was leaning out of bounds. It looked like Sarge also took a couple of steps before he made his first dribble along the baseline, but then was able to get the shot to go. Fortunate break there for uh, for the Sixers. Zambid now checking back into the ball game as the first free throw is down for the Celtics. 94-91 now. Redick and Ilyasova will take a break. Morris. Stat here showing that he's scored a good percentage of his points in the fourth quarter in these playoffs. Been a key reason why the Celtics have been able to win a lot of these close games. Knocks down both free throws, so it's 94-92. Philadelphia with a two-point lead, eight and a half to go in the fourth. Simmons with the basketball, throws it left side to to, uh, McConnell. Gets it into Embiid. He's finally double-teamed, throws it cross-court to Saric. Saric back to Embiid. He'll drive on Horford. Fade away baseline, and he can't get it to go. It rattles out. So that's one of the first times you've seen a double-team from Boston, probably because... Embiid having an actual pretty good night on the block. Here's Rozier, throws it up to Horford. He can't get it to go. Covington flies in and gets a tough rebound over Horford. So Covington making a couple of nice plays here in the last couple of minutes. Here's McConnell for Philadelphia. Gets a screen from Simmons. Dribbles over to the right elbow. Back to Simmons. Back to McConnell. McConnell throws the lob to Ben, and he is fouled as he was held. Beautiful little uh, passing back and forth between uh, the two sixer point guards. Philadelphia's got to be close to uh, the bonus as well here, as Boston has committed quite a few fouls here in the fourth as a team as well. Covington gets it into Simmons, 12 on the shot clock. Dribbling at the top of the key, guarded by Morris. Throws it inside to Sarge. He catches it, gets double teamed out to Embiid. He'll fake the pass, then fire the three way off. Rebound to Smart. Smart fires it up ahead to Tatum. He fakes the shot, then is fouled. Simmons called for the foul, and Tatum will go to the line. Embiid just, uh, you know, all season long has not been that great of a three-point shooter, but he likes to stand out there and take a lot of those shots. Maybe it helps their spacing at times, but uh, more often than not, I'd like to see Embiid in that mid-range because he is genuinely a really good mid-range shooter. First free throw for Tatum is good. And on that miss, uh, Boston, of course, getting the leak out and getting Tatum and he, uh, a couple of free throws, which he knocks down. So we're all tied at 94. Seven and a half to go in the fourth quarter. Philadelphia with the basketball going from left to right here in the fourth. Ben Simmons with 12 points and now four fouls in the ballgame. 
Here is Sarge with the basketball. Drives right of the lane. Picks up his dribble. Throws it left side of McConnell. McConnell guarded by Tatum. Tatum finds Embiid on the left elbow. Now facing up against Horford. He'll put up the 16-footer. That one's off the side of the rim. No good. Rebound Rogier. Rozier dribbling down the right sideline, will cross over, gets the free throw line, kicks it back out to Smart, back to Rozier, left wing, fakes the three, into the corner, Morris, corner three, no, rebound, Covington, he'll hand it to Simmons, Simmons dribbling, gets all the way to the paint, puts it up, no good, he looked wild and just erratic on that play, here comes Boston, Rozier, kicks it out, Tatum, fakes the three, drives into the paint, now will dribble it back out, he's got Embiid guarding him with 14 on the shot clock, and we're going to have a timeout called by Boston as the pace has gotten a little bit frantic here in the last couple of minutes. But again, Ben Simmons just uh, throwing up a uh, a prayer there as we're heading to t- uh, commercial. Simmons throwing a prayer up as uh, he just had no chance of making that shot. Take a look at uh, the foul situation for both teams and see... Who, uh, who potentially could be in trouble here from a foul perspective. We've got... Of course, uh, Ben Simmons just picked up his fourth personal. We've got... Uh, see, I'll have to excuse me, my... Uh, ESPN webpage that I'm looking up the stats seems to be struggling at the moment. It's been uh, it's been as good as advertised in terms of hoping this was going to be competitive and Boston, you know, at home in Game 5, not wanting to go back to Philadelphia. And, of course, Philadelphia not wanting their season to end, giving it everything they've got. Okay, here we go. I finally got... uh, the stats here, looking at uh, the foul trouble situation. Ben Simmons with four, J.J. Redick with four, Ilya Sova with four, Embiid, McConnell, and Covington all with three personal fouls. For Boston, we've got Al Horford, Aaron Baines, and Marcus Morris all with four personals, and just Jason Tatum with three. Jalen Brown. 10 of 13 from the field, 3 for 4 from the three-point line for his 24 points. It's been a uh, marvelous performance uh, from the second-year pro. He, uh, of course, starting this ball game after coming off the bench for most of this series, uh, coming back from a hamstring strain. But uh, he has looked as good as I've seen him since the injury tonight. Jason Tatum with 19, you know, just... uh, this kind of production from those two guys just continues to amaze me. It's uh, it's really impressive, and just uh, uh, as a Celtics, uh, you know, if you're a Celtics fan, you've got to be got to be really excited about the future that these two guys are already playing at this high of a level. 
And then, of course, next year, as we're back from commercial, we're seeing a SoFi by the numbers. Rogier with 66 points in the fourth quarter in overtime. But uh, considering the Celtics are going to get Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward back next year, uh, presumably, it uh, it's is really scary how good this team could potentially be given an, an even another year of development from the likes of Tatum and Brown on top of how good they already are as players. Ball inbounded to Horford on the left corner, guarded by Sarge. He's facing up now. He'll back down, getting near the paint. will spin baseline, puts it up with a right hand and in. Al Horford with another impressive move and another great call out of the timeout from Brad Stevens. He's been a master, and they've gotten buckets almost every possession out of those plays. Here's Sarge with the ball top of the key, throws it left side to Covington. Covington guarded by Tatum, tries to throw it into Embiid, and the ball is kicked by Tatum, and it will be Philadelphia basketball. The shot clock reset to 14 as J.J. Redick coming back in for the Sixers. Horford doing a good job if, uh, you know, on that possession, Sarge overplaying that right-hand jump hook and spinning baseline. Here is Simmons driving in the paint. He misses the layup. Can't get it to go. Here comes Boston. Here's more, or excuse me, Smart finds Tatum, fakes the three, gets into the paint, puts it up. It's blocked by Embiid, but picked up by Rogier Into Horford, out to Smart. 12 on the shot clock. Smart gets it into Horford, guarded by Sarich. Horford again backing down, gets double teamed now. Will put up the jumper off the glass and in. Al Horford with back-to-back big buckets for the Celtics, and the lead for Boston is now four. Again, Simmons struggling on the offensive end of the floor, really hurting the Sixers' cause. Simmons throws it to Embiid, hands it off to Sarich. Sarich gets a screen, gets the free throw, and has the ball poked away. Here comes Boston, Rogier with a three-on-two, gets all the way to the bucket and lays it up and in. And Boston's lead is now on six, 194 on a 6-0 run in under a minute. With 5.27 left to go in the fourth, a big stretch in Boston looking more and more likely to head to the Eastern Conference Finals. We've got another commercial break here. What a great run there from Horford, I believe. Not only did he get those first couple of baskets in that 6-0 run, but then also got the the deflection that caused the transition opportunity. Uh, So Horford really, you know, he's been amazing all playoffs long, playing the best basketball of his career and uh, really helping Boston control this series from the start. Again, this is Duncan Dynasty. I'm your host, Garrett Bouguet. Hope you, hopefully you've been enjoying it. Uh, been fortunate that most of the games I've chosen to do and uh, the last couple of weeks hasn't been a choice because uh, we do these episodes on Wednesdays and uh, tonight the only game is the Sixers-Celtics and last week it was Jazz Rockets, but uh, that was probably the best game of that series. It was the lone Utah win uh, against Houston, and then the week prior, Anthony and I did uh, the Wizards versus the Raptors game six. That was a really solid ball game, and in the first game I did live was uh, Pacers-Cavs game two, which ended up being uh, terrific as well. So uh, been uh, very fortunate to have a bunch of competitive games to do, and uh, it's it's been a lot of fun. Hopefully you've been enjoying it. Again, uh, this is Duncan Dynasty. Uh, if you haven't yet, please uh, please subscribe. Uh, on we're on iTunes, so uh, you can find us on there and subscribe. It's Duncan D U N K I N Dynasty, two words. And uh, Anthony Brown and I have been doing that this uh, basically all NBA season long. We started prior to uh, you know at the start of October, 
uh, prior to uh, the beginning of the NBA season, and we've been doing an episode a week just about every week for uh, for this entire time so it's it's been a blast we enjoyed doing it and uh, hopefully you've been enjoying listening to it as well and we hope to continue it as long as uh, we're both available and uh, and uh, enjoy enjoy it and uh, we we appreciate the support Now again, looking at uh, you know the the plus minus numbers, especially for Ben Simmons, uh, it uh, it's pretty obvious that he should not be in the ball game. Uh, he's uh, in his 28 minutes. They've lost the game by 17, and they're only down six. So uh, they uh, you know he's I, I get that he's been one of their better players this season, but he's not getting the job done in this series. And they they really should res- they've they've got other guys that uh, you know are solid you know Covington came on and and played well at least here uh, at the end of the third and early stages of the fourth I wouldn't uh, wouldn't be opposed to putting him in there instead of Simmons Ilyasova has been solid uh, Bellinelli hasn't played very many minutes I know they've been attacking him on the defensive end of the floor but uh, at least he can give them some production offensively but Ben Simmons hasn't uh, hasn't really been. Uh, been too helpful for the Sixers team in this series, and that's been very evident here in this Game 5. Well, and, you know, having having Embiid and Simmons on the floor at the same time, especially in the event you don't have the ball in Simmons' hands, just really clogs the paint. Here's Redick with the basketball, throws it right elbow to Saric, and he is pushed from behind by Morris. Not sure if uh, Philadelphia is in the bonus as of yet. 15 on the shot clock. It, uh, it appears that they'll just inbound it from the sideline. Morris now with his fifth personal personal foul. Big possession here for Philadelphia. Trailing by six. 5-17 to go here in the fourth. And it looks like we've got another foul on Boston. And it's uh, still not in the bonus, so uh, Boston a little bit further away from the bonus than I thought, but it's got to be getting close at this point. As Jalen Brown looks like he'll check into the ball game. Looked like we had some some grabbing going on. Actually, we are in the the Sixers are in the bonus now. As Ben Simmons is at the line and he knocks down the first. Simmons for the season shot, I believe, around 56%, but has upped that a little bit here in here in the postseason. Second free throw is up, and it's good. So a couple of big free throws there from Simmons. It makes it 196, just a four-point game with 5-12 to go in the ballgame. Smart with the basketball guarded by Redick. Gets double-teamed up top, finds Horford free throw line. Guarded now by Simmons. He fakes the shot, drives past him, dishes it to Tatum, and he slams it home. Again, Ben Simmons getting off his feet on that pump fake. Here comes Simmons back down for Philadelphia. Throws it left side. Saric finds a running Embiid who will Eurostep around Horford and lays it up and in. What gorgeous agility there shown by the 7-2 Joel Embiid. Marcus Smart guarded by J.J. Redick. Again, they'll get a screen. Smart dribbles over to the left side. Now they've got a switch. Embiid is on Smart. 
And now Reddick on Horford. Horford will spin baseline, throws it into the corner to Rozier. Great catch. Rozier drives into the paint, kicks it out to Smart. He'll fire it up at the shot clock buzzer. It's going to be late. He made the shot, but uh, it was already the violation. Not sure exactly why Philadelphia is switching a Marcus Smart, Al Horford pick and roll. Uh, to me, you got to make Marcus Smart hit that shot, go under every screen. But that was causing their defense to scramble, but they did scramble well on that possession to give them credit. So four-point game, Boston 102, Philadelphia 98, 4.22 to go in the fourth. The Sixers with possession going from left to right here in the final stanza. Got a bit of a delay, I'm not sure exactly why. Brett Brown calling out the play, and we're back to action here. As Simmons throws it left side to Sarge. Sarge gets a screen from Embiid. And Sarge guarded by Horford. He's looking for Embiid inside, guarded by Brown. Brown is going to foul Embiid on the block as uh, Brown trying to front him, being very aggressive, and Embiid uh, will get the benefit of the call. Seems fair. Brown seemed to have had his arm grabbed, his left arm, and was also pushing to try to, uh, to help him with that front situation. So Embiid at the line with two big free throws here to try to cut the lead down to two. Be interesting to see, you know, uh, the uh, one of the things that Philadelphia has struggled with, especially in games two and three that were both close down the stretch, is their players were just tired at the end and weren't able to execute uh, the, out-execute the Celtics down the stretch. Uh, let's see if they've learned and see if uh, Brett Brown has rested his guys enough to make up for those sorts of problems. As Embiid knocks down both free throws, so we've got a two-point game as we approach the four-minute mark of the ballgame. Embiid with 27 on 9 of 16 from the field. Here's Boston with the basketball. Jalen Brown on the right wing, guarded by Embiid. Throws it left side to Rozier. Brown, guarded again, gets it back, crosses over on Embiid, stops at the free throw line, finds Rozier, left wing three, that one rattles out. Rebound Embiid, a big fortunate break for the Sixers that that one fell out. Opportunity to tie or take the lead here for Philly. Simmons with the basketball, top of the key, throws it left side to Redick, inside to Embiid. Embiid posting up, gets double teamed momentarily, finds Sarge, three from the right wing, he nailed it. Dario Saric gives Philadelphia a 103-102 advantage with 3.22 left in the game. Smart with the basketball now. will walk into the front court. Dribbles over to the right side. Finds Tatum top of the key. Dribbling over to the left wing. Guarded by Embiid. He crosses over. Gets to the paint. Pulls up just inside the free throw line. No good. Rebound McConnell. Philadelphia with a chance to extend their one-point lead here. McConnell up top to Sarge, looking inside for Simmons. A beautiful pass, and Simmons lacing it off the glass. Philly's lead now up to three. A huge run here as the Sixers again trying to extend this series and keep their season alive. Smart with a basketball. Gets it over the timeline into the front court, guarded by Redick. He'll await a screen from Horford. Gets it. Now picks up his dribble. Fires a three from the top. No good. Rebound Sarich. He'll get it to McConnell. McConnell pushing it, finds Embiid on the break, nearly loses it, but picks it back up. Embiid back to McConnell. He'll drive baseline, gets under the hoop, guarded by Horford. Continuing to keep his dribble, pulls up from 10. That one's short. Rebound Rogier. Rogier will push it. He dribbles it into the front court, throws it to 
Tatum on the left side into the block to Smart. Smart guarded by Redick. He's backing down, puts it up. No good, but he gets fouled. So Smart taking advantage of his strength advantage on Redick will get to the free throw line. Huge three by Saric just a moment ago. And then the pass as well. Saric not only hitting the three, but then finding Ben Simmons posting up inside. Beautiful pass over the top of the fronting defense. Smart with two big free throws here. Misses the first off the back of the rim. Looks like Aaron Baines is going to check back in. That's an interesting decision from Brad Stevens. He will check out Jalen Brown here. Perhaps an offensive-defensive substitution by the Celtics head coach. 6 of 10 from the line for Smart, struggling, even though he's a pretty solid free-throw shooter in general. The second one is good. So Philly's lead now down to 2. 2 2-12 left to go in the fourth. Another tight ball game. Let's see if Philly can finally pull out one of these close games against Boston. Here is Simmons driving down the paint. Puts it up with a right hand and in. For a moment, the Celtics miscommunicated and no one was guarding Simmons. He got a half a step on Baines and was able to finish at the rim. Here's Smart with the basketball. Finds Tatum, top of the key. Will drive with his left hand. Gets into the paint. Puts it up. Nobody's fouled as Ben Simmons caught him on the arm as uh, he went in for the layup. So Tatum will go back to the line. The Celtics continuing to be aggressive attacking the basket. Ben Simmons and Redick both with five fouls for Philadelphia at this point. And for Boston, just Marcus Morris with five. And we've got Al Horford, Tatum, and Baines all with four. So the first free throw goes down for Tatum. Second one is up and in. Philadelphia 107, Boston 105, a minute 47 to go in the ballgame. Sixers with possession. Simmons with the ball top of the key, guarded by Horford. He'll throw it, or fakes the pass left side. Now we'll find Saric on the block. He puts a shot up over his head and puts it in. He had Smart guarding him. He was right near the basket, so kind of just shot that one without really looking at the rim. Saric with another huge bucket. Here's Boston as Tatum throws it up to Horford, and he slams it down with two hands. Back and forth we go here down the stretch. Philadelphia 109, Boston 107. 124 left to go in the fourth. Which team can get a stop first? Here's Simmons with a basketball. Drives into the paint. Bumps off Baines. Finds a cutting McConnell. He'll drive baseline. Kicks it out. Redick left wing three. That one's short. Embiid taps the ball out and it's going to go to Boston. Couldn't ask for a better look for J.J. Redick. Wide open on the left-hand side. And he was just short with it. Could be a sign of a bit of tired legs there from the Sixer marksman. So Boston with an opportunity with the basketball to either tie or take the lead. As uh, not sure what the stoppage is here. It looks like, uh, oh, they're going to review who the ball was off of. As it looked like it was Embiid, but Tatum did get his hand around the area as well. What an exciting stretch run here we've had in this ballgame. Both teams executing pretty well offensively down the stretch. This has been mostly a defensive series, but uh, Game 5 has been uh, pretty fun to watch from an offensive perspective.
it appears to me that uh, Embiid was the last to touch that. Jason Tatum hit it first, but uh, the ball went off of Embiid last, as far as I can tell. Boston getting an opportunity to draw up a play there as uh, as the referees were were looking over that replay. Boston still with two timeouts. Philadelphia with just one as uh, J- Jalen Brown will roll it into Smart. Smart guarded by Reddick. Throws it to left side to Tatum. Tatum guarded by Simmons. He'll drive right. Gets to the basket. Misses the layup, but Smart is there to tap it in. Nearly a huge blown layup, but Smart on the spot. Ties the game up at 109 as we're under a minute left in the game. Simmons, guarded by Jalen Brown, has the basketball. Top of the key, edge of the Celtics logo, dribbling over to the left side. Hands it off to Redick. Redick looking in for Sarich, now will dribble towards the top. Now finds Sarich on the block, guarded by Smart. Sarich will back down. And it looks like there's a no call and the ball is lost. Picked up by Horford. He'll find Rogier. He'll fake the three on the right side. Now will pull it back out. Looks like the Celtics will try and take the shot clock down as Rozier finds Horford up top to Smart. Inside to Tatum. Tatum catches the pass and lays it in with 22.5 seconds to go on the clock. And the Celtics lead by two. Philadelphia is not going to call time. Actually, they will. They'll dribble it into the front court and then use their final timeout here as their season is on the line, trailing by two with 18.8 to go in the fourth. Marcus Smart with a really dangerous pass there. It appeared that uh, he recognized that Tatum was open under the basket a little bit too late, uh, but uh, able to just put enough on it that Tatum was able to catch it and then finish over the top of the defense. So Jason Tatum with another miraculous performance. And uh, Boston, again, with the lead. We'll see what uh, Brett Brown comes up with here. Biggest possession of the Sixers season coming up. Saric and Embiid both with 27 points on the ballgame. Both have uh, you know, been pretty terrific. For Boston, of course, Jason Tatum, again, now with 25 points, 8 of 15 from the field, 9 of 11 from the line. That's going to be another some. Another thing that uh, the Sixers might kick themselves over if uh, if they end up losing this ball game is uh, just how many free throws uh, they conceded to the Celtics. 37 attempts for Boston. Sixers have gotten to the line a decent amount themselves with 31 attempts. McConnell was the one that nearly stole that pass from Tatum as we're about to go back to action. Here's Simmons inbounding it on the near sideline. Looking for Embiid. Can't find it, but he finally gets it into Covington. Covington finds Embiid on the block. He'll drive baseline. Backing down. Gets under the hoop. Misses the shot. Gets his own rebound. Has the ball poked away. It's off Embiid out of bounds. Embiid can't believe that he missed that shot. He was at point-blank range. The Celtics look like they have possession. They may review it. And B just bullying his way under the basket. Can't get the layup to go. Got his own rebound. Rogier came in and tipped it off of what appears to be Embiid's leg, and he can't believe it. That about sums up, uh, you know, although Embiid has been much better 
uh, scoring the basketball tonight, that kind of sums up his series in terms of his inability to really make the Celtics pay inside for essentially leaving him one-on-one all series long. We're going to get a better look here from the side as Rozier hit that ball. Interesting. It looked like it appeared to maybe go off of Embiid's foot, but not as obvious as I would have expected from that uh, from that angle. Just based on the reactions of both Embiid and Rozier, you could probably take that as, uh, as evidence, too, of the result of that uh, out-of-bounds situation. So Philadelphia now will, uh, if, if the Celtics have the basketball, they will have to either maybe try to go for a quick steal but then foul immediately. They, again, don't have any more timeouts. So uh, it's limited in terms of the amount of chances they have to uh, extend this ball game with just 10.8 left on the game clock. Celtics so close. If they can execute and knock down their free throws here in the last little portion of this game, they will be moving on to the Eastern Conference Finals. And Philadelphia will have all summer to think about what could have been the couple of these games three and game five. Both were so tightly contested and could have gone either way. So Boston, it appears, has the basketball here. As Marcus Smart will inbound it on the far sideline in the front court. They advance the basketball with their timeout. So Smart... Trying to throw it in. Sarge trying to deny any possible receivers. They get it into Rozier, and he's fouled immediately by Embiid. Just a second went off the game clock, so now 9.8 left in the ballgame. So Philadelphia hoping Rozier misses at least one of the two here. Rozier for the season, 77% from the playoffs. He's at 80%. Tonight he's 4 for 4. Some clutch free throws here, and he knocks down the first. So the Celtics lead now at three, which ensures, barring a dumb foul and a three-point shot, that uh, they can't lose this ball game in regulation. This one could just ice it. Because, again, Philadelphia has to go the length of the court, which will take quite a bit of time. And he nailed it. 113-109, here comes Philadelphia. Ben Simmons dribbling the basketball, hands it off to Redick. He'll fire a deep three. He nailed it! 113-112 with 3.8 seconds to go. Redick keeping the Philadelphia 76ers alive. Of course, Philly will have to foul immediately, and then, you know, this, this three-point shot, though, ensures that uh, they will have a chance to at least tie it, even if Boston makes both free throws. So a huge shot from J.J. Redick. He's been fantastic all series long and uh, just made one of his most clutch shots of his career. He hasn't had the greatest of nights tonight. He's just 5 of 13 from the field, 2 for 7 from downtown. But he does have uh, 14 points, and uh, he has been lights out for most of this series shooting the basketball. But Boston, you know, I think they just used their final timeout here. So they've got to get the ball inbound. That's important. So if Philadelphia could potentially make that challenging, you never know. But uh, if Boston can get it in, 
you got to like their chances because with two free throws made, again, that puts them up three, and Philadelphia can't advance it as long as Boston can prevent them from rolling the ball up the floor or you know, making a pass or two to get it into scoring range. They should have to resort to uh, some court of a half-court heave. But Reddick certainly making this very intriguing down the end. It looked like it might be all over for Philadelphia if that shot doesn't go. Their season was done for. Boston trying to inbound it again, trying to get it in. Smart looks in, finds Horford, gets it back to Smart, and then a foul is finally called. And a precious 1.4 seconds came off the shot clock, or excuse me, the game clock. So just 2.4 seconds to go. Which doesn't leave a lot of time for Philadelphia to uh, to do anything with. And, you know, some coaches may ask Marcus Smart to miss the second free throw as he misses the first. But uh, the Celtics still the one-point lead. Uh, if he misses this, Philadelphia essentially would have to resort to catching the ball and then maybe taking a dribble and then throwing it up from there. Whereas if he makes it, Philadelphia can try to pass it from the baseline. He's intentionally missing it, and it goes in. So not uh, how Marcus Smart or Brad Stevens drew it up, and Philly will have an opportunity here to try to win the ballgame. Ben Simmons will throw it in. That one's in a crowd, and it's picked off by Smart, who throws it up in the air. And that's the ball game and the series. The Boston Celtics beating the Philadelphia 76ers 114-112 to and win the series four games to one. And they are headed to the Eastern Conference Finals to take on the Cleveland Cavaliers. What a ball game and what a series this was. And, uh, you know, Philadelphia, this is definitely... A huge disappointment, but uh, they're a very young team. This will be a learning uh, process for them, something that they can uh, grow from. And they will be back next year, and uh, I fully believe they will be one of the beasts of the East for years to come. Final play from Simmons just trying to throw it down was, I believe, aiming for Robert Covington, uh, but uh, maybe a little bit too ambitious of a pass there. I would just try to get it in and give yourself a chance. Uh, And a three would have won it for Philadelphia. You know, the Reddick's shot gave them them an opportunity, but uh, that uh, final play just not panning out. And the Boston Celtics, a young team in their own right, with uh, plenty of injuries without Kyrie, without Gordon Hayward, are now in the Eastern Conference Finals for the second consecutive year. And it will be the same opponent for Boston once again, the Cleveland Cavaliers. I got to favor the Cavs in that series, but again, because I've underestimated Boston so far through two rounds, and I've been completely wrong on them, uh, you know, I imagine that's going to be a competitive and tough series. Boston has a lot of uh, defensive versatility and talent, and uh, these young guns have really played well offensively. So it will certainly be really, really fun to watch. Thank you so much for listening. I am Garrett Bouquet. This has been Duncan Dynasty. Again, I'll be back next week potentially with uh, with Anthony Brown by my side uh, for Game 2 of the Western Conference Finals between the Golden State Warriors and the Houston Rockets. Until then, have a good day and a good rest of your week. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.